Dan Pfefferman. And I'm Benny Shoulder, and welcome to Juanced, The show that challenges popular conceptions, thinks critically, examines independently, and most of all, seeks nuance. Each episode features a different guest. We'll dive into politics, foreign affairs, religion, science, tech, culture, and more connected to Israel and the Jewish world. No talking points, no script, no agenda. Just a deeper, nuanced understanding of the world around us. Join us as we explore, think, discuss, and perhaps most of all, listen. Juanced. You know, like nuanced, but with a J? Yeah, they get it. Dude, let's just start. Greetings out there in podcast land and welcome to Juance, the show that brings you a nuanced exploration of Israel, the Jewish world, and beyond. I'm Benny Shoulder. I'm Dan Pfefferman, and together we are excited you're here for another great episode of the show. So before we get going, I'd like to give a shout out to our audience watching us today on Facebook Live. Thanks for tuning in. For those of you listening on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and all the other podcast platforms, know that there's a live video version of the podcast, which you can check out weekly. It's available on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Juanced Podcast. Check it out when we record or watch all our episodes on our YouTube channel, Juanced Podcast, as well as our website. You guessed it, www.juanced.com. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram. We are at Juanced and on Twitter at Juanced Podcast. As always, make sure to subscribe to Juanced on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. And please, please, please make sure to leave us a good review. We do appreciate it. How you doing, man? Chag Sameach. Mo'adim l'simcha, everybody. That was so professional. You like that? Yeah. We polished it. It's the exactly. only professional thing I can do in my life. That's it. It's, it sounds super, like really, really good. That's the top, and now we're just going to go down from there. Okay. So okay. there's no, you know, we, we peaked. We peaked at the beginning of the show, and that's, Pretty much. that's it. That's all we got. So we're hanging out today over Chol Amoid Pesach. Chol Amoid so for those of you who aren't aware outside of Israel, this is the semi-vacation, semi-holiday period b- between the first day of Pesach, Passover, and the last day of Pesach, Passover, in which the country is... I'm on vacation. Benny, are you on vacation? Nope. Mark, are you Me on neither. vacation? Neither, no. And we, we're hanging out here today with um, a good guy, our actual our CrossFit coach, Mark Samarski. How you doing? I'm doing fine. And I see you brought out the swag. Of course. Of course. So Representing. So Always. Mark Mark has been uh, my CrossFit coach for the past uh, four years, yeah, and Benny's At for least. the past few months, and uh, he is the owner and head trainer of Rose Valley CrossFit in Nestiona, Israel, and uh, an all around uh, interesting guy. And so we thought we'd so. invite him on the show. <laughs> I hope so. And uh, what better time to talk about fitness and exercise than the week when everybody is eating way too much and drinking a lot of wine and and high calorie foods, right? Um, yeah, I think these times people work out actually more. Our gym is like packed, packed. Yeah, yeah, because everybody's home. Nobody's like everybody's schedule is more loose, so we see a lot more people in the gym. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. <laughs> I don't like like the guilt around like you have to work out now because uh, I love working you know, out. I don't. I, I think just work out because you like it. I don't, I don't know. know. It doesn't matter like how much you eat or how much wine did you had to drink. Just just do it. Dan never misses an opportunity to guilt somebody into working out. At least you. It's just me. I, I mean, if it works, it works. Possible. Right? It doesn't work. That's a problem. He just, <laughs> he just feels bad, but then he does also doesn't come work out. <laughs> 
It's wow. like it's like uh, some sort of a sadomasochist thing. It's just I like being insulted often by you. I, I think so. That's what it is. And I like making people feel. Look, it's the Jewish thing. I like people. Right, right. Guilt. They, they should the feel guilt. guilty. It's a it's a superpower. <laughs> I always joke with my kids. If I was a super if I was a superhero, I'd be mediocre man. But I think. Uh, where I'm just kind of mediocrely good at a lot of things. Most, most okayest. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had that. That was that was the Ant Man played by uh, uh, what's his face. No, Ant Man is a legit superhero. I know, but it's you, played. You don't take him seriously. Listen, he. You don't get two Marvel standalone. Who played? Movies. Who played him? Paul Rudd. That's why I don't take him seriously, dude. He's got like a full six pack in that movie. He's a he. He jumped, Jewish superhero. He is, and he jumped through a keyhole. Okay. You don't do that if you're not okay a serious superhero. I mean, what are you saying? It's Paul Rudd. Maybe. Okay. I don't think he's like in my top 10 like superpowers I would like to have. What, to be able to shrink? Yeah. Or to be nebishy? To shrink. What would, what, <laughs> would, to be what, like what would be your top superpower? If you had any superpower, what would it be? Uh, one, but one. You can't be like Superman who has all the powers. Like you have to pick one power. I would imagine something with time, like go back in time Ooh. or stop time Ooh. or something like that. Like Hiro Nakamura from uh, Heroes? Do you remember that show? No. Oh. I don't. We could we could take this into Stephen Shalowitz's place right now with that question. We totally could. There's another show we're going to spin off and do that show. <laughs> um, we, we, had a, we had a guest, Stephen Shalowitz, who has a show where he hosts celebrities and asks them, if you could travel anywhere, past, present, or future, real or imagined. Where Get a one-way ticket. But, but you have to, to stay there. Like you're stuck there forever. Wow. Where would you go, right? So that's his whole concept. It's called One Way Ticket, by the way, for those listeners. It's a fun show. Check it out, One Way Ticket. It's a really nice uh, concept. Good, good friend of ours, Stephen Shalowitz. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we could do the uh, superhero show. The if, superhero show. If you show. could have one superpower, but one, again, the the whole like Superman who can do like 30 things doesn't work. You, get yeah, pick you, one you can't power. ask the genie for more questions from yeah. Lampy. What would, you, what would you want? To be? My, so, so time would be something with time. Time, yeah. time is great. Time is a, it's a good one. So there was a show maybe a decade ago called Heroes. And it was like, I think it was an NBC show. I remember show. Heroes. It was a good show. It was a great show. Um, it, was, it was pretty dark. And one of the main characters was this Japanese guy who discovered he could literally stop and bend time. And then he like mastered it over over time. At first it was an accident. Yeah. So get, give, give me that. You, you take that. I've always wondered, I've always wondered, would you want to fly? But like if you fly, you don't get to be really fast. You just like fly at the at the pace that you can run. <laughs> I, I feel like every time that people go into a superhero thing, though, they it, it inevitably devolves into uh, a conversation about all kinds of like terms and conditions of that superpower. You have to like, do you fly? Okay, but is it supersonic? No. Is it, is it really slow? Speed. Can you hover? Can you, how about you can fly? Yes, and, you can and, and anything that involves flight that that's you. That you yeah, can, because if you can stand, you can hover. That's the point. I think that if, well, what would you, your superpower be? I don't know. I don't know. I, I've thought about this in the past. One of them could be, it'd be really cool if you could know every language in the world and also communicate with non-humans. Like if you could communicate with anim- communicate with everybody. Like I think that'd be a really cool superpower. Okay. What about immortal life? Never. Never, right? I don't Never. think I'd want no, that. No, I don't think no. that's like good. It's suffering after a point. Yeah. But what if you could not get hurt? Okay, so there's a legit disease, and I forget what it's called. <laughs> Legitimately, this is a, this is a thing. And if we any any doctor listeners who can remind me of what this condition is called, it's a nerve condition whereby people don't feel pain. You don't feel they pain. Don't feel pain. It doesn't but register you get pain. Hurt. They feel things. They don't feel pain, but obviously they can get hurt. So they, they have to constantly. Remember. People with this condition have to be careful when they're cooking food. For example, yeah, don't, don't light your hand, hand on fire. On 
the pan or something <laughs> like that. No, I'm talking like Bruce Willis in Unbreakable or whatever that movie was. M. Night Shyamalan? All right, so check it out. As you know, Juanced is a listener-supported podcast. We rely on the generous support of listeners just like you to make sure that we're able to continue to deliver awesome content, terrific guests, and interesting perspectives here on uh, Juanced. Uh, so if you would like to make a one-time contribution to the show, you can easily do that on our PayPal account. Even but better. Even better. You can make an ongoing contribution to Juanced on our Patreon Find out information about how to do that. Go to our website, www.juanced.com. And I should say that Juanced, due to the support of listeners like you, is growing uh, leaps and bounds. Dan, I think that we have a running tally of something like, what, 104 countries? That's crazy. If you want to support Juanced, visit us today, www.juanced.com. We'd love your support. and uh, You can also sponsor us if you have a business or an organization that you'd like to plug to our audience or... You can book us for a Juanced Live, where we will do a live event, whether virtual or hopefully soon in person. So we've done it already with uh, Meet the Emiratis for a number of Jewish communities, and we can do it on any subject that interests you. And we have a great network of guests that we can uh, bring to your community and uh, facilitate a fantastic conversation with them. Terrific. All right. Um, before but in terms we, of like real world superpower stuff, people try to perfect themselves all the time. This is my attempt at a second. Oh, nice. I like people, it. People try to perfect themselves. Uh, I, I think, look, we're, we're living through a time and a place probably, you know, we'd like to refer to our time as, as the time. Um, but I think in all times. It's the only time. The, this time, particularly uh, in the past, I would say 20 years, uh, maybe even 10 years, there's a uh, definite felt uptick in anything that has to do with health and wellness. And I think that a lot of people are feeling definitely in this past year or year and a half uh, with with COVID, um, they're feeling that they have to reclaim some sort of uh, balance in their life. And with an, ex an extended period of time spent at home, uh, perhaps they're feeling the need to get out and try to improve themselves and improve their physical fitness and, and, and get into better shape. Uh, and I know that for, for a fact, I'm just talking about myself here, you know, Dan, used to, uh, you know, every single opportunity. So when are you coming to CrossFit? When are you coming to CrossFit? Are you coming to CrossFit? I only said that you after you expressed interest in getting in shape. C correct, correct. But the second there was an opening, yeah, it, oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, you, you know, coming everything. It was, I, st it I was, stopped bugging people who don't show interest because and, it's, it's, it's annoying. And eventually I, I kind of just gave in to you and I was like, he's got to stop talking about this. I'm going to go. All right. Uh, and then I met you, Mark, and I realized that it was, that it was quite That was awesome. the worst decision that you ever made. Uh, being 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 your friend might be, but not meeting Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and so here we are. So, could you explain to everybody here uh, what is CrossFit? Okay, we well, use as many buzzwords as possible. So there's the most like accurate but worst definition of CrossFit, which is it's constantly varied functional movements at high intensity. Yeah, what and does that it's mean? like the most accurate, but it's the worst. Uh, basically, it's a training regime. And I think what differentiated from other ways of working out is that we put emphasis on health and fitness. And it sounds funny because you think, okay, everybody's doing that. But yeah. no, when you're going to a gym and you're doing bench press or you're pumping your biceps, your emphasis is on looking better. You want to 
you didn't define like what's the goal how do you know if you reached it and that's what crossfit did we defined what is fitness for us we have a couple of like ways to define it and and we make sure that everything we do takes us a step closer to that goal of fitness and health of and fitness it, and health and so, it doesn't matter yeah. like what are you actually doing if they always say in crossfit if we'll check something and we will realize that it's working we'll do it it doesn't matter we're not like married to barbells or to kettlebells or to anything we just we are after fitness and health it's that, like it's kind of like i i hate to try to define something that's kind of wonky with a different even wonkier thing but it's kind of like how mma you know like mixed martial arts mm-hmm. and and i was watching it since it came back on in the 90s you know, it, it started out as this like competition where, you know, a karate guy and a jujitsu guy and a wrestler and a street fighter and a boxer would all get in a ring and we'll see who, who will win. Right. But at the end of the day, they developed this completely new martial art that's like the best of everything. And today, uh, even I think an average MMA fighter takes out the best karate fighter or the best kickboxer or the best wrestler from 20 years ago because it's a whole new animal and it's just constantly adapting, right? There are a lot of similarities between mixed martial arts and CrossFit because they are not the best at everything. They are the most balanced. You mean, I mean, if you'll take, I don't know, the top MMA fighter and have him wrestle with an Olympic he'll level, lose. he'll yeah. lose, yeah. but he'll win at everything else. Yeah. I mean, so it's kind of like my superhero, mediocre man. Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> Don't say it. We strive for media. CrossFit strives for mediocrity. <laughs> CrossFit strives to be like as average as possible, and it sounds funny because if you're specializing at something, you know that you are lacking at something else. But but the truth is is that when you come into a CrossFit gym for the first time, and, and CrossFit gyms have their own terminology, and we'll get into that right. a little bit later, but when you come into a CrossFit gym for the, for the first time, and I'll never forget this, you're seeing anything but average people. Of course. They're average people, and in, in we're all coming from different walks of life, and we're just everyday men and women, but there's nothing average about what's being attempted to be done. It's not, you know, if we could go down the, the way of the dynamic of this conversation, there are two people sitting here for, for our listeners to understand that know a lot about CrossFit. And then there was some, there's me coming into it who doesn't know much, but I'm, I'm willing to give it a chance and I'm sticking with it. And, and for me, when I see it from that perspective, I'm clearly not at a regular gym where everybody's doing freestyle what they want to do and you know using the equipment that the gym is providing to do it functionally or non-functionally and maybe somebody's helping them, maybe somebody's not, then there's no accountability and there's no, you know, that that's not CrossFit. CrossFit is more, there's a community aspect to it where people are, and I don't know if it's by design or just because of the fact that you're working out with a small cohort of people, but it becomes a community of, of, of support and accountability in a way to, uh, to complete programmed workouts that are very, very carefully uh, drafted and crafted to to train. It is a training regiment. It is not a. I'm here just to sustain an overall feeling of wellness. It's it's. I want to get to a certain place, wherever that place is. You know, if I if I'm Dan and I look like Dan, that may be one thing. And if I'm me, that may be another thing. And if I'm a, you know, a, a, a seventy year old grandmother, correct. That that would be a completely different thing. But 
there's a there's a community that's there to press you to be accountable to whatever goals you have to succeed for yourself. Am I am well, I touching? Let, it? let me jump back here for a second, uh, just to kind of try to break down the things. Uh, everything you're saying is true, I think. By the way, um, we'll let we'll let the expert talk here. But you you said, you know, when people usually go to the gym or right. the traditional kind of we call them globo gyms, right? Like in right. The CrossFit jargon. What does that but mean? Like, like the homes place in Israel or like the, you know, the 24 hour fitness planet and or planet fitness or all those in the States, like the kind of traditional gym where you've got like some free weights and you've got machines and you've got like, okay, you said that's for show. Like you, I you didn't built say that's for show. I said, I don't, I don't want to like insult anybody, Let's insult. but, it's okay. uh, but <laughs> Mark's not insulting, but anybody. I, but I think that your workout is defined by your goal. I mean, okay. If you go and you're doing bodybuilding, like it's in the name, you just want to look better. And it's cool. I mean, that's, that's a goal. That's a, that's a goal. goal. That's yeah. that's what you are doing. You don't have to like go around it. You don't have to invent anything. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing three different waves, ways of bench press because I want to make my pecs more defined when they're connecting to the shoulder. Wait, so, so that's what, what you want to do. What is the it. difference between a bodybuilding workout and, you know, what CrossFit is usually defined as a functional fitness or functional workout? What is the difference between, I'll, I'll say working out for show, and I'm not saying in a bad way, like, you know. You're saying literally to, to go look, to a show and compete to, to show no, your no, body. No, no, to look like, better. To look better. To working out show. to look better work versus working out to what? Versus working out to be just fitter. Fitter. So what does that mean? We have a couple ways to define it. Mm -hmm. um, one, if you want to geek out, is just to do more work with your body. We take the amount of load that you can carry and the distance and divide it by the time, and we get a number, and we want to increase that number. We want you to be able to take more weight to larger distance and in a shorter period of time. And that's how we know your machine is getting better. So if you're a car, that means you're, you could drive faster. Right. And that's you can horsepower. drive farther. That's, that's horsepower. That that like equation, the number you get is horsepower. Okay. So that's one way. And that is, again, it's a very like accurate way, but not a really good way for the average person. The better way for me is they call it the hopper model. If you take like a, like a like a ball with bingo like balls with a and you okay. and you take out like just random things you can do with your body, like run a mile, just just do it, okay. And you put that and you have a pile of I can do it and I can't, and you put it and oh yeah sure I can do it. Do a backflip, like oh no I can't do that. Uh, deadlift your body weight, oh yeah sure I can do it, and it's just random. And the more things you have in the oh yeah I can do it pile, the fitter you are. Mm. So basically, if you and I have the same stats, but I can do a backflip and you can't, my fitness is better than yours because I can do more things with my body. This can, machine is capable. Can you capable. do a backflip? I can't. I really, really <laughs> want to learn how to. Maybe I'm that's surprised. my superpower. That is. That's just like just do a backflip. Backflip, back man. <laughs> <laughs> he can just backflip whenever he wants. But that's one of the ways, like that we define our workout and we make sure that the workouts that you guys are doing in the gym, they take you to that place where you feel like you can carry your kid around or you can go hiking or you can, you I don't know, jog for 20 minutes. You feel like you're able to do those things. It's true. I went hiking yesterday, the day before. I don't get tired. 
I don't think like pumping your biceps gets you ready for that. It doesn't. We used to joke. I used to. I used to be like a kind of a bodybuilder. Obviously, for fun. Every, everyone's like starts there. Yeah, because that's what you know. Especially right. you know, I grew up in the '90s. I was a teenager in the '90s, so I was like, you know, that's what there was. There was Arnold Schwarzenegger and all these guys. Yeah, bro, how much can you bench? Yeah, and you know, but like you, you, uh, you open a Muscle and Fitness magazine, you see these, and you see guys with. Okay, so that's what I used to do, and I was strong, and, and I was always like wondered why these like. I don't know, construction workers or Joe Schmo, you know, farmers or, or just like regular guys who didn't look very strong were always stronger than me, right? Right. There's like gym strength and, and... And there's like farmer strength. And farmer strength, yeah. Yeah. But basically because your size doesn't always correlate to the amount of like strength you can produce. It doesn't... It, I mean, most of the time you'll see bigger guys, they can lift bigger weights, but I mean, it's not... How do you call it? Doesn't you transfer. don't apply it. It, yeah, doesn't, it transfer. doesn't transfer. It doesn't transfer. Is it, is it a matter of def- maybe it's a matter of definition? Like when you say strength, you mean literally the, the amount that you could pick up off the ground, yeah. or are you saying the endurance of how long I can consistently do this effort that, that requires me to move mass? That's two like separate things, right? He's probably the farmer strong. I don't know if he could technically lift as much as. Do you, Do you know any farmers? You I grew up with farmers. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I grew up with farmers. My best friend literally lived on a farm, and he like never worked out in the traditional yeah, sense. He was working out all day. That dude was crazy strong. Like, like not a big guy either. He was just strong. Like he could just pick things up and move them. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah that's like that's where you want to go. Like that's yeah, what you want to do. That's where you want to be. So what, what's the difference? Okay, most people have been to like a regular gym, right? right? Where, again, free weights, people are doing bicep curls, bench press. Maybe some people are doing squats. I don't know. Uh, machines, obviously, a lot of machine weights. And then, you know, the ellipticals and the treadmills and all that. What's different about CrossFit? What, what, what do you see and what do you not see at a CrossFit gym? You won't see any machines and of course there's like we don't need machines we are the machines but (laughs) it's from a logistics standpoint i mean if i would have put i don't know those leg extensions machines i need like 20 of them to put them in a you know in a gym in in a class so i don't i'm looking what i know i'm doing like class workouts and that's the first thing you'll notice i mean the first you won't notice like oh they're working to be like functionally fit or whatever yeah. but like you'll notice that it's a class you come to a class and it's when somebody's coaching you is guiding you so that's the first thing you'll notice and because of that setting you need to construct like the place a little bit different you need like you make have to make sure that everybody has a barbell, everybody has a box, everybody has a ball, everybody has room to work out. That's the first thing you'll notice that is different, um, and that it I mean that it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. That's the first thing you'll notice. I mean, you'll you'll come to a, a gym and it's like. Uh, you know, it's air conditioned and it's nice and everything. Like you have a song after that. You like you maybe you there's a juice bar. There's a juice bar. <laughs> you can sit on your phone and you come to a class and you you're there to work. Like literally work. People come and like 
You you don't get to like just sit around. Yeah, there's no room. There's no, you don't sit well, around. No, we have couches. No, but I mean like it's not okay. Like when time I was, wise, you yeah. Don't when I when I was growing up, maybe you had a gym like this too in 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 South Bend. Like you went to a health club. I did. Okay, in America and Pinnacle, in the health club, Pinnacle health club. You, there was there were people working out, but then there were people hanging out. Hey, oh, I love to hang out. And you hung out at the gym, and there were giant. We had these like I went to this place called Northwest Tennis and Athletic Club. And it was a chain in Minneapolis of different different gyms. And at every Northwest in the beginning, the, when you walked into the gym, there was a huge, like, giant uh, TV. This was back in the 90s, so we're not talking plasma. We're talking about those giant, like, <laughs> box-looking TVs that actually have a projector in the TV. And there you, there were couches, and you could watch the sports. You could watch the football game. You could watch whatever was on, the news, whatever. <laughs> and people were hanging out, and there's a juice bar, and there's a bunch of people having lunch. And maybe there's a patio outside, and there's a pool, and people are kind of just like, you know, it's a club. Uh, this is not that. You're this not, is not that. Uh, Although you do have a TV and a PlayStation. A we do have a TV, but you don't get to what, like watch sports. You can watch the class working out through like our <laughs> security cams, or you can watch like the workout or the scoreboard or whatever. That's also, what to, to, to be fair to you, I, 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 my experience with CrossFit has completely been during this crazy BS COVID period, which is like, okay, you're done with your class. You need to leave now because we have a yeah. capacity yeah, yeah. issue. We're not allowed to have more than whatever people yeah. in the room at the same I, time. I, I would imagine that before that, people were sitting. You know. Yeah, they're sitting like now. Now that people like got vaccinated and they can like hang out at the gym. Sure, we we want that. We want people to feel like welcomed, and we want people to. But we want them to like know that the sixty minute minutes where they're working out is for work. Like you want to hang out after you want to drink some coffee you want to like chat with some mm -hmm. sure you can do that but when you're working like do the work do what we are telling you to do because as a coach you feel that like that's what you that that like that is your work when you when you have a job and you're doing something and you I don't know you write a book you whatever it is you do you programming as like software engineer my job is getting people fit and when I see at a class that I'm doing that somebody is doing something that will not get them where I think that they could get I feel like that first of all it's hurting his like progress but it's also hurting like my like as a as a professional it's hurting me like you'll work you'll you will be like walking and you'll say oh i did crossfit for a while and it's and it's not for me i mean it's i didn't get any better didn't get fit didn't get stronger and if it is because i didn't push you to where i think you like should be then i feel i will feel like i failed so is that is that a comment or a reflection that's that's like a you Mark Samarski comment, or is that any good CrossFit own gym owner? Or I think coach that's any that coach, whatever it is, whether you're coaching weightlifting or table tennis, that's what you feel. Weighted table tennis. There's a new weighted sport. table tennis. Do you heavy find, paddles. Play <laughs> table tennis with heavy paddles. Do you find? I just made up a new sport. Do you find that that's a consistent feeling amongst your 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 colleagues in Israel? Sure. Of course, I mean, I get to speak to weightlifting coaches. I met some uh, powerlifting coaches, and that's them. I mean, that's what you feel. I'll tell you even on the other side. If you'll see a coach that everything that it has to show is himself, 
my appreciation for him is going way down because I don't care that you can squat, I don't know, 500 pounds. That is not, if you're a professional squatter and that's what you do when you're competing, great. But if you're a coach, that is not what you're doing. Yeah, it's you, not your show. It's not your show. You're supposed, I mean, and now, you know, on social media, you want to show yourself. That's cool, but you need to show, like, show me a person that couldn't squat at all and you took him through, like, something and now he can squat, I don't know, his body weight. Show me that. I don't care how much you squat. I don't it's, care. It's, it's true that I will say, for, to your credit, I don't, I, I've never seen you or the other coaches at the, the gym demonstrating beyond, let me just show you how to do this movement. It's never, let me show you how to do this 50,000 times. Let so me show you that great I, I can do it. Let right? me it's, like, it's more an instruction, like, this is how the movement is, now you do it. It's not... You know, watch me. Yeah. Everybody sit over here while I do all of this so you can see how big and strong I am. It's not, that's not the case. And I, and I, and I don't know other places, but I would assume that there are places in Israel where, where it is more of a, like a, a coach show. I don't know. My, my experience with CrossFit, and I've been to a no. few around the world. You've probably also been to a few around the world. I, 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 no, no. Uh, so I mean, I, I've been to a few because one of the things a lot of CrossFitters like to do is when we travel, it's really fun to visit a CrossFit sure. class somewhere else in the world. It's a cool experience because you, most of them, not all of them, will kind of make you feel welcome. Like I remember I went to one and they're like, oh, this is Dan from Israel. Everyone's like, oh, hey, Dan. And everyone's kind of like, oh, what's it, cool? what's it like in Israel? You know, this. Um, I've also been to one. I think this depends also on, on which type. I've also been to one where they're like, this is Dan. And they're like, and then that's it. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um I haven't seen it. Usually the coaches, even if they're phenomenal athletes on their own right, like it's just like this is the movement. Now let's let's all do it. You know, I, I haven't seen what you're talking about at CrossFit. Maybe it exists at other places. Is that possibly we're gonna take this in a different direction now? Is that is that possibly a function of the fact that there is a, a competitive side to CrossFit? Let's with the let's games? get to that in a second because I want to take a step back. Sure. So I kind of want to take a, a zoom out. On okay. the fitness world, okay, before coming back to CrossFit. So, where did, when did, when and where did CrossFit originate? Um, and how did it, like, kind of how was the evolution from what came before it and what still exists, but kind of how was that evolution? Where did it take place? When and, and, and what was that process like? If we're honest, strength and conditioning were there like a long time ago Let, let's let's be propagandist and then let's be honest <laughs> i mean you got to be honest i mean yeah, yeah, i love sure. crossfit i i mean i i own a crossfit gym i speak to people about crossfit but you have to be honest you don't have to make up things if something is good is good you don't have to make up yeah. things around it so don't reinvent the wheel right? right strength and conditioning was there a long time ago before crossfit i mean i think but I kind of think it was more directed at like professional athletes. Yeah. And uh, so getting that to the general population was like the shift that I believe that CrossFit did. I know that my dad grew up like in the Soviet Union and I told him like how much I can power clean or snatch. And he was like, oh yeah, sure. I know what that is. And I think that a lot of guys that came here from the States also know that. But nobody in Israel knew, like, what's a clean, what's a snatch. In the States, I think only people who were in the strength world to begin with. I, I dabbled in the strength world, so I knew what all those things were. But, like, I didn't know. Right. So I, I grew up playing, you know, I like would know sports that did these kind of things. As a total layman to the, to the, 
to the uh, to the to the sport, I would say I knew bench presses, leg presses, which is what you squat, see at, which is what you see at like an average gym, right? right? Uh, that was it. I mean, it's interesting the, that the you, it's interesting that you them. come with like a Soviet Union background because, and we can totally geek out on this later because the whole concept of fitness in the Soviet Union, I think, it was very different than in the West, um, at least from the things that I've been reading about lately. But um, but but I, I get back to myself. Uh, let's get back to the question. So you said taking what athletes were doing, sports specific right. athletes were doing, and making it approachable to the general public. Right. Okay. So what does that mean? Because and you mentioned earlier, how do we measure fitness? That's something that you mentioned. When you're a track star or a track athlete, not even a star. Mm-hmm. Let's just say you're a track okay. athlete. You know exactly what you're training for, and you know right. what your goals are. Your goal right. is to run a certain distance faster. Okay, if you're a weightlifter, an Olympic weightlifter or a powerlifter, your goal is you have two or three different lifts and your goal is to just do them more, right? Right. If you're a basketball player or a football player or a wrestler or a soccer, you know, fo- football soccer, your goal is is not sports. It It's not specific in the sense that you don't, being faster helps you. Right. But your goal is to be a better basketball player, right? Right. There, there are different athletes. Like when you're a weightlifter, you are very, very, very like specifically oriented to like a specific thing. You don't have like a lot of things that you have to do with your body. You have to do lift that weight, like in that particular way, as heavy as you can. So when I'm when I said like athletes, I didn't meant like weightlifters or runners because they they aren't like on the sides. I I with more like like basketball players, like football players, like soccer players, when they have to be conditioned and they have to be strong and they have to be over, like... Yeah, Ge- generally fit. Generally right? fit, right? So that is what we had to bring into so how the do general you, population. So how do you do that, though, with... Um, and I think this is one of the, the novelties that CrossFit, specifically Greg Glassman... And I know people in the States don't like to talk about him. Yeah, but he wh- tweeted himself out of yeah. CrossFit. Greg Glassman, the founder of CrossFit, uh, is is kind of persona non grata these right. days. Yeah. He was canceled? He, he he did it to himself, yeah. let's say. Yeah. This is, I mean, th- there are some instances where you say, eh, did they deserve it? Did they not? I think he kind of... Was, was, was it a Me Too moment? It was, it was not a Me Too moment. It was, it was, it was pretty bad. It was okay. racist, misogynist... Um, it was not cool. And he's the founder of of CrossFit. CrossFit. Yeah, he was the CEO. And he's still he, the owner, isn't he? Or did he sell it? I think he's. I don't know, like the shareholders. Like, You're paying him, man. I'm not. I'm paying CrossFit. I'm paying <laughs> CrossFit. CrossFit Inc. Okay, yeah. so so that. Hang little, on, but but before that, before that, so yeah. you, okay, so weightlifter trains for weightlifting, but you were training general fitness. What does that mean? And how do you do that? How do you measure that? How do you define that? So. So we define that in the ways that we spoke earlier, either by the amount of work that your body can produce or CrossFit has like specific definitions for everything. And we measure like what can you do with your body, but also we have to mix it up. We have to do it in different time domains and in different like uh, modules. We can't just like in layman's terms. What does that mean? Let's say you're a runner, you're a track star. We don't think you're fit if you can only 
run like 400 meters super fast. That is not fitness. That is being really good at running 400 meters. I want to make sure that you can run, uh, I don't know, six miles. I want to make sure you can run 100 meters. I want to make sure that you can lift some weight. I want to. I don't want you to be like specifically good at one thing. That is not how. So to go back to the metaphor to make sure that the car is running efficiently and right. durable for a long time. I think that a good metaphor is the, like a smartphone. Mm-hmm. You can have like a really high-end camera, but that's all it does. It just takes really, really, really good cameras. And you can have like a setup like this to speak on your phone, but that's all it does. And then you have like these devices that can do a lot of things like really, really good. I mean, it's almost a computer. It's a really it's good a computer, camera. Yeah. It's a really good, like, it's a, it's a lot of things, but it's not like the thing. And that's what you become when you're doing CrossFit. You are really good at a lot of things, but you are not like the best at running. And I think if you want to like, if you look at longevity and you just want to be fit and you want to be healthy, that's what you need to look for. You don't want to be, I don't know, like really, really good at running unless you like running unless that is all you're going to do for the rest of your life right, if you're not like going to marathon runner. if you're not going to like pick up your kids if you're not going to i don't know do anything if that's what you're going to do with your body just run then do it just run but if you're going to do a lot of things with your body which we are doing then you have to mix it up you have to you don't you can't like be specifically so so how do you measure that? How do you measure, you know, if, if I'm a basketball player, I can see that, okay, um, I can run the court for 60 minutes and I'm not getting tired. I can compete for a whole season without breaking down from different kind of wear and tear injuries. Um, when I'm in the paint and everyone's boxing people out, I'm strong and I'm not getting pushed around or I can jump higher. That's how I measure it in basketball. If I'm a football player, I can run faster, I can hit harder, whatever, Okay. Uh, or if I'm in track, I'm, I'm running faster, I'm lifting weights bigger. How do you do it when you're a Joe Schmo like me or Benny or even you, you know, even though you're a professional Joe Schmo, um, how, how do you measure fitness when you're not competing? How, you know, CrossFit did something kind of cool here in the fitness world that I don't know if it really existed before. We measure our workout workouts. Um, we know the distance and time and weight and everything that like changes and we give different tasks we either want you to do it as fast as you can we or we give you the time and we tell you to do as many rounds and reps as you can and then we can measure it we can take you the exact same weight in the exact same time frame and you have to get you to do it again in two to three months and if you can do more reps you can produce more work in that equation that we talked about earlier. That you're fit. I mean, you're fitter. You're fitter. Yeah, I like how. And, and you're writing down your 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 progress as you go, which right. is why I keep telling you to write your progress down. I'm so bad at as it. as you go. So bad at it. Yeah, yeah. There's a cool app, and we. Do you guys check that? Do you, we, there's an app where where um, we chart our progress. So if it's a weightlifting or if it's a time for an event, so you guys are looking at that app and you're seeing what we're all performing. Right. Uh, on a, do you compare from month to month or week to week? I see like large scale statistics. I don't look like not because I don't care, but because it's it's harder when you have like hundreds of sure. people just like to make to take 
So you look at like the general like like where is the gym going? Are people like getting stronger? Are most of the when you're in a class setting, when you're like multiple people mm -hmm. training at once, you will always be correct for most of the people most of the time. You won't like hit everybody yeah. like right. So that's where we're looking at. Like generally speaking, are people making progress in the gym? Are there somebody is there somebody who's like lacking and I can help him up? But, but of course we check it. We checked it after the COVID lockdowns because we wanted to see people's squats. Mm. We squatted before and then people were at home working out, but they did With not have weights. access to like barbells or heavy weights. And we wanted to see and it was really surprising to see that people dropped by like ten to fifteen percent yeah. in their squats and they're like interesting. Yeah. That that was really, did really it, did it improve? There was a time where the lockdown here in Israel for people that are listening, there was there was lockdown that was in September. Right. And then we all kind of came back for a limited time. And then there was another lockdown. So did it improve and then I, I have to I have to check that, but the First lockdown that we had was in March. Oh, twenty, yeah, yeah. So the and after lockdown. that, the OG lockdown. Right, we came back in May, and then we got another lockdown in September, and now we're back. Like I hope for good, but across those lockdowns, yeah, we saw that people are their strength gains are there. I mean, they they worked really hard to get them, and they they get to keep them. That's uh, that was really nice to see. It's um, a, it's a, I have to I say. dropped, I dropped, uh, I can tell you exactly. And I was working also lightweight because of, um, again, didn't have barbells, but I do have slightly heavier weights than everyone else because I have, mm -hmm. you know, two weights or I had, yeah. I took a 32 kilo, just like most people took a lighter weight. I took a slightly heavier, lighter weight. Um, I can tell you my squat dropped by about 10 or 15 kilos and I got it back in about a month. And that's nothing. Yeah. That's not even like a dent. That's nothing. Yeah, I got it. Like I said, within a month, I think I was back at where I was pre-COVID. Um, but you were also very committed to seeing that, uh, and this is this is just my my observations. You held me through the the time. You know, I tried. You tried, but but you succeeded in a way because you you committed yourself to not letting COVID as much as it was a disruptor to all of us. You committed yourself to not letting it disrupt your physical fitness and that you were every single day downstairs yep. in on the lawn doing whatever it is that you could. And I think that that's a testament to who you are in terms of what you were willing to, to do or, 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 or conversely not willing to allow to, to, to have happened. I think that there's probably a number, if we look at humanity, uh, probably most people were affected in that they were just at home. I mean, it, maybe maybe they were able to do a little bit inside their houses, but they weren't you or they, or definitely not you, and they weren't me in that maybe they had issues with their kids, they couldn't leave the house. Everyone's they, got issues they, with everyone's their kids. Everyone's got their, yeah. their own thing. So I think that for for everybody, and, and maybe this is a time just to say, this probably is a difference between the ethos of CrossFit and the ethos of just if you're working out at, uh, what, what do you call it, a Globo Gym? Globo Gym. That's like, it's from, um, what's that movie? I don't know. Dodgeball. From Dodgeball? It's from Dodgeball. Do you remember the movie Dodgeball with no. Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn? 
No. Okay. No. Great movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, movie. Movie. Great, movie. Great movie. Great movie. And the Ben Stiller plays that kind of like evil corporate fitness right. guy. Globo right. Gym. And yeah, it's Globo yeah, yeah, yeah. Gym. Okay. So it came from there. So I, I could see that a Globo Jimmer uh, <laughs> would have a problem in that if you're used to using these machines all the time to work out and all of a sudden you're at home and you don't have anything, what are you going to do? Whereas you, I mean, you, people don't see this, but I mean, you have a whole setup here on the floor of all different types of kettlebells of different shapes and sizes and you could probably... You know, with certain, you know, uh, challenges or, 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 or exceptions to what you were doing before, you could continue on yeah. with what you were doing. And you had enough literacy and knowledge but, but to I'm know not, what to do. Yeah. I would say something else to the global gymmer. Because if your goal is to look good, you can do that without a lot of weights. You can do that at home. You can do some push-ups. You can do some crunches, you can jog for a little while, you can do that. But the problem is, what I would tell him is, we have um, we have something in CrossFit that is called the sickness, sickness, wellness, fitness, like, scale. And that scale says that when something will happen, you will drop one, like, step back. If you are... At wellness, everything is just fine and something will happen like COVID or you break your leg or get a divorce or whatever, you'll drop the sickness. But if you are at fitness, you will drop to wellness. Everything will be like, okay. The, when something happens to you in your life and you can't train, you can't eat, right? You can't whatever. Right. You're saying how much will you slide back because of the disruption to your It depends on where are you now. It doesn't even you can't control the disruption. You can't tell something that has cancer. Like, oh, what's the amount of disruption you're allowing your life? No, you you can <laughs> only stop having cancer. Yeah, you can only control the like where the where are you in your fitness journey when it hits you. That's what you can control. And when you're uh when you're just trip working out to look good, you are not going like to a better place on that continuum. You're not going to fitness. You're going to looking better and you can stay sick. You can stay like, okay, you can stay like your conditioning is not going like anywhere, but you're looking a lot better. And that, that's what I would be concerned about. I wouldn't be concerned about, oh, now I don't have my Smith machine because I can, I can work out around it. But I hate Smith machines. But when everything like is locked down and you have to be inside your house and you're not feeling well, you have to be fit. You have to be really, really fit. And I think that what you saw with Dan is that in a way CrossFit prepared him for COVID. He was working sure. out for years and he was really, really fit. And when COVID hit, working out was his, in his routine you said I'm obsessed, but I don't think that people that brush their teeth are obsessed. They are. They're obsessed with having clean teeth. They know yeah, that yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a necessity. So when you're working out daily, it's not because you're obsessed. It's because you just realize you felt that on your body what it, like what what that made you feel. Yeah. And you know that I gotta have it. I have to keep feeling like healthy and fit. I just have to do it. So in a way, I think that like CrossFit prepared you for that. And plus you were fit. Even if you would have stopped working out at all and you were waited for a year, you would be better off than someone that did not like mm. ever worked out. 
So that's what I would be concerned about. Not about like, I don't have access to my gym. Because what we found out in this year is that you can be like really, really, really fit with just like a dumbbell and I don't know, a rope to jump and that's it. And the room in your house and you 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 will be okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what we found out. You in can this do year. enough. Yeah. You can do enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. I, I had, I literally went out, I borrowed a kettlebell, I bought a lighter kettlebell and we have dumbbells and yeah, it was good enough, at least for what well, maybe it wasn't the most fun, although I tried to make it fun and your workouts tried to make it kind of fun, but, uh, you know, did what we could. Um, you, you mentioned in the promo statistic, how many CrossFit gyms there are. I think it's like something like 13,000 yeah, CrossFit so gyms across the world, right? 13,000 affiliated gyms in 120 countries. And I know that this is an old statistic. It says that in the U S alone, there are more than 7,000 gyms and an estimated Roughly four million CrossFitters. Okay, so hey, what, this what is, is probably that? five years old. Yeah, whatever. There are easily over ten thousand affiliated CrossFit gyms. There are probably a bunch of copycats. I'm not saying that in a bad way. Um, you know, kind of doing functional fitness type workouts, and then millions of people who do CrossFit or CrossFit type workouts. What does that mean? Can you give us just a breakdown? What does it mean to be affiliated to do those? What, can you just explain that to the average okay, so listener here? We talked about like the professional side of CrossFit that it's a fitness regime and about the programming, but it's also a company. Okay, it's a company that is based in the states, and the CrossFit is a trademark. And you have to, if you want to use that trademark, you have to go through some steps. You have to be a level one coach. So you mean you got to get a certificate from CrossFit. They're doing a course. They did it like once or twice a year. And you come and it's a weekend and you go through a weekend and you're certified as a level one That seems trainer. kind of not serious. Right. That's, it isn't. But... Um, but you had to go to the States? To no, no, no. Sport? They're coming to Israel. But it's really practical. I mean, okay. I did the uh, what you have to do to be a coach in Israel, and it was like four months. And Is this, is this the Wingate Institute? Yeah, um, and of course you get a lot of knowledge, but you don't get like anything that you feel you can use. Wait, 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 we have to stop to explain to our listeners. Okay. You're not talking about to do the, the course for CrossFit. You're talking about the to be licensed in, in as a Israel, coach in Israel. Right, in Israel. Regulated. I, know, I know that in, the, in other countries it's different, but in, uh, but in Israel you have to be licensed as a coach. You have to do, uh, I just think it's like 120, 150 hours, okay? And... You need to do that in order to be a coach, but to be affiliated affiliated with CrossFit, you have to do their course also. So in Israel, you have to do both if you want to be affiliated and have like insurance and coach and have a license. So I did both, obviously. And the level one CrossFit training course is, is very like hands-on. You finish it and you feel like, okay, give me somebody. I can teach him how to squat. I can teach him how to snatch. I can, I can do it. Where the longer course, you feel like you know a lot, but you don't feel like you can do, you can do anything with that. Well, one is, is more of a, you know, prepare you to be a CrossFit coach, whereas the other is 
some sort of a regulatory. Yeah, you learn about you probably first the aid anatomy and, and yeah. you do first aid and you learn, but you don't feel like I can help anybody with that. Right, they're not teaching you how to be an effective coach. coach. They're teaching you what you need, the bare minimums to be, so that to they know. can feel comfortable right. that you're out there coaching people. It's, it's a really, different thing. It's regulated by the government. It's, it's like when I was doing, um, I, I work in tourism, but my background is that I, I got into tourism by doing the tour guide course here in Israel. Mm-hmm. And it's a two and a half year, or at the time it was two and a half year course. Years. Years. It was an amazing course. You learn everything and anything from, from you know the the crusader history of of uh, Akko to the plants and flowers of the Negev to uh, to the, the legalities of bringing people on a bus and what happens if there's mm-hmm. an insurance problem and, and anything everything but what you don't learn is how to be an effective communicator of right. what it is that we're, of this knowledge that you now have and many people in the course because it's such a uh, animated profession where you're sitting out there in front of a group of people you're you're essentially an actor right. right. So people were like, okay, but okay, so now I know this about this plant or now I know this about this period of history or about this concept of, you know, Jewish uh, philosophy or whatever it is. How am I going to effectively communicate this? And it was like, no, you have to figure that on your own. It's like, well, you're kind of leaving us a little short, short handed here because not everybody comes to this knowing that. And I think that that's in in that profession, what kind of uh, lets the cream rise to the top. And, And what you're saying is kind of the same in that if you're not taking it one step further in Israel to do uh, to become an, a, an expert in CrossFit or or whatever you know, philosophy or, or or methodology there is, the course that Israel makes you do is not going to prepare you to be an effective coach. It's going to prepare you to be. Uh, it's going to prepare. You, it's going to assure them that you're not going to be a liability. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, when you finish both courses, you can apply for an affiliate and. You give them the, I think they ask for a website domain and an address where your gym is going to be. And if the name is available and you're certified, you can, you're good to go. Did you do the Wingate course because it was a prerequisite to doing the CrossFit course? Or did you not, had, or had you at that point not yet decided that you were going to be a I already player? had a gym and I was in the middle of my Wingate course course. How did you get into? I mean, Wait, in, in Israel, you—if I'm not mistaken—in in Israel, you have to be certified by Wingate to teach fitness here, right? Right. right. But was I was not under the law. No, I was not coaching. I was not coaching. Oh, okay. He's okay. just owning. I came. Yeah, I just owned the place. Uh, Rose Valley or a yeah, different Rose place? Valley. Okay. Rose Valley. I, I owned Rose Valley, and but I had to wait until I got certified to start coaching. It was funny in a way because I already had a gym and I had people to coach, but. But you couldn't coach them. But I couldn't legally. coach them. Yeah, legally. So I, I just stayed back. Just walk around and make sure there was another guy there. In D- case. There's always work in a business. You can, you, know, you always have something to how, do. How old were you when you started Roselli? Twenty four. You wow. started. You started your own business, and it wasn't you know like a legit business with like a physical space. Yeah. At twenty four. Yeah. That's crazy. When I was twenty four, I was just I was just an asshole. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything. I mean, you're, I was, you're I was still an, an asshole, but at least asshole. you're doing things now. I was an asshole. I was just like a, bu- <laughs> a busy asshole. So I, I joined. I went into the army at twenty four. Was Cro- did CrossFit exist when you were twenty four? When I was twenty, like when did CrossFit become two thousand two thousand nine? Two thousand nine is when it went global a little bit. Okay, but if I remember, when did from, it come into Israel? And in, in, like when did it? Was it where I was feel the, like everybody in Israel now in our generation has no, heard of CrossFit. Yeah, 
has heard, but they don't know what it is. Quite they yet. don't know what it is. The owner of it. when did it? The owner of uh, CrossFit Herzliya. He it was the first affiliate in Israel, which was Omri Peled. No, no, around when? Pro, which was I don't even know. I think like I don't know, twenty twelve, maybe I don't know. Okay. I, it, I don't. Israel remember. caught on. I think a few years after it was already. I I heard about it for the first time in the states. I want to say. 2012 or 13 was when I kind of discovered it. A friend of mine became a coach in the States and taught me about it. And then I started watching all the documentaries on Netflix. I think it was already like in Israel because we opened in 2015. You opened in 2015, okay. Yeah, so yeah. his gym is a lot like older. Um, Are you seeing that, you know, globally first and then in Israel since it started there's what how many how many boxes are in Israel now like 70 70 plus 75. a lot of a lot of places that essentially do cross without yeah. calling it that right yeah. so the box you, being a crossfit gym a box is the lingo for a crossfit gym do you see a change in the fitness culture in the fitness just understanding of what it means to be fit since kind of crossfit and functional fitness has risen to the scene um I think there's a lot more awareness. I see that in the clients that we get because we had to, everybody starts working out because they want to look better. Everybody. And we had to explain it a lot. In 2015, people will be there and like, I just want to tone down. I don't I know. Tone, yeah. Israelis love saying also the word tone. I want to tone. And you're like, do you know what that I, means? I used to say, <laughs> I used to say, and I still say, I'll be like, It would be really hard for you here because we don't do that. We don't, we don't address it. We don't talk about it. We don't program our workouts to get toned. So <laughs> if that's the only thing you want, it, it would be kind of difficult for you. And we had to like, like sell people, people on, on, on fitness. Is that on, what they want though? Or is that just what they're conditioned to knowing what I think it's what they're does. conditioned. I don't, I, I think they're describing the, outcome of what they want to look like without understanding the process is that is that right i Do think I, I, i don't know i have to like process it but yeah. i think that working out and fitness is it's it's really emotional and everybody has that moment when it hits you and you're like i gotta start working out for some people it may be i don't know they're taking their clothes off and they're looking themselves in the mirror and they're like I don't like this. Yeah, where did this come from? I don't <laughs> That's like me. I don't like this. <laughs> that's me. And and, and I look that, in the, I look in the mirror and I'm like, wow, you're a fat piece of shit. <laughs> and that and that's like you. That's legit. I was a skinny guy, always a really, really, really skinny guy. And I was like, I'm really weak. Weak. I'm really. I'm like just. I can't lift anything. I can't defend. I mean, that's what I felt. And I was like, I got to start working out. And everybody's coming through like different like ways. And everything is legit. I mean, I don't want to make people feel like it's bad that you want to start working out because you don't like the way you look. I'm just saying there's more to it. Like, come to us. Come to us because you don't like the way you look. But I'll show you more. There's more to fitness yeah. than looking good. I should good. just say, too, I mean, I, I, I jokingly call myself a fat piece of shit. It, it, I, I don't do it because I want to uh, look better. It's I want to be healthier. Right. I don't want to, you know, I look at my kids and I don't want to be like, you know, I'm 36 years old. I don't want to be like in 10 years. Well, shit, I could have prevented this diabetes, but I didn't because I just decided that 
it's drinking really, beer was better. It's really easy when people talk specifically about like their weight, not like th- how they look like, but their weight. Like I'm weighing X and I don't like it. And people come, I want to drop like, I don't know, five kilos. What I used to tell, and I still tell to those people, like, let's drop the numbers aside for a second. And if you like had a magic, magic button and you would press it and now you will weigh, I don't know, whatever it is you want to weigh. What will change in your life? How do you know, how would you know that you drop that weight without weighing yourself? And people start saying, I would feel less tired. I would, my clothes would fit better. I would have more energy when I'm playing with my kids. I, I'm like, okay, let's go for that. Let's just go straight for that. Yeah. Let's not go like do that detour. Let's not go to the like minus five kilos and then go to, let's go straight to that. And that's what changed a lot. A lot of more people that are coming now and they're like, I just want to be fit. I like what you're doing. I want this. So, I mean, we had to work hard. All of the gyms collectively in Israel worked really hard to explain what it is that we are doing. And a lot of more people are coming now to the gym and just like, I know what you're doing. Just give, give me that. So uh, I want to shout out by the way, to those listening on Facebook live, you are welcome to drop comments and questions and we will try to get to them. So feel free to do that. And we see a lot of our friends from Rose Valley CrossFit are joining us. I want to, I want to ask a question and it's probably going to bring us into something more philosophical. Um, but I, I know that, uh, that, uh, our listeners appreciate that. Yes, a lot of people are coming and they are desiring to be better or more fit or more healthy. But if you look at all of society, the overwhelming amount of people out there aren't. They are going about their lives. They're in various states of contentness or or not with how they are. And there seems to be, and I think that it's just one of these things that might, might always exist, There's, there seems to be this... Uh, lack of a desire to acknowledge that you might be living unhealthy or that you might be wrong or that you should move yourself or, or, or if you do know that there's a very, there seems to be this sort of, um, almost like a, 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 uh, barrier, a mental barrier to saying, okay, I, I know that I should do something about this problem, but I, I just can't, I can't bother myself to go and do it. What, they, what is that? They I mean, aren't until they are. Right. I mean, until you have to. But it's until so fucking hard. That, sorry, but it's it's so hard to take that first step for so many people. It's, it, yeah, it, what it, is that? Why, why, every, everyone, everyone, everyone knows what they need, what they should be course, doing. Of course, but, but it's why like, don't they? It's, I don't know. It's like that's how people are. That's what we do. You know that you have to be more financially like stable. You have to don't buy that thing. You don't really need... But yeah, ha- don't don't. But y- you know it. You know that you need to save money, and you know that you need to work out, and you know that you need to go to bed earlier because you'll feel bad tomorrow. But La- laziness and contentness and and that whole trait it seems to go so far against what I would consider to be logic evolutionarily evolutionary. Well, biology. let's look at why didn't you work out for the I longest think, time? I, I mean, but you can't explain it. That's the point. It's, it's you legit can't explain it because it's, it's okay because I'm comfortable. Okay. But you're but comfortable, you comfortable. But you were comfortable. Yeah. But it's more com- today. I, I don't want to move myself today, maybe tomorrow. And it's like, okay, but like the fact that reasons. human beings do that, I can't come up with a reason why that 
evolutionarily speaking, would have served us in any purpose. First like, of all, we don't like change. We are not. We don't like change. Change is not nice. Even if it's like, it will be better, but it's unfamiliar. It's hard for us. We don't like change. If I know that I'm, I don't know, this is what I do. This is my life. I don't want to. If you want to, like, really go deep philosophically, yeah. you have to kind of like get rid of yourself. I mean, this is who I am. This is what defines me. I'm, I don't know. I stay up late and I eat unhealthy, but but that's just who I am. That's my personality. That's everything. And you have to kind of get rid of that. You have to go like, you know, I don't I don't like that person. I don't like that mark. And I have to like push him aside and I have to create like a newer, better version of myself. And it's scary. It's really, really scary. I used to come up maybe because I am from like a Soviet background and I was like, just don't be lazy. Just don't be lazy. That's what I say. Just, and I'm, I'm just, not from just, a Soviet background. Just but stop like, being lazy. Yeah, but just get up. Just move. You know. But I doesn't work with most people. I kind of grew up because I started coaching when I was young, and I think you shift a little bit mentally from 24 to 30, and I judge a lot less. I don't judge people who don't work out. Maybe you di- you just didn't find like the setting. Maybe you just like didn't find like the way. You're enjoying. Maybe you didn't try enough. Maybe you didn't. I mean, tough love is 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 good, but you gotta. I think people are really hard on themselves, and it prevents them from taking a step to be like kind and better for themselves. You don't have to be. We talked about a lot. We talked about Jordan Peterson. I like when he's saying, "You don't. You don't want to be like your own tyrant." You don't want to be like really hard on yourself. Just love yourself. You you need to come up to yourself and say like, "Hey Benny, you know I love you. I really really love you. I think it would would be great for you to work out." You don't have to sit there and be like, "Oh, I'm so fat. I hate you." I just you, you have to come it from a different angle. And I think the more people will do that, the more people will start working out. It's hard out. though. It's hard to and 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 I'll give this you know to to Jordan Peterson as well. It's hard to not be your own tyrant. It's very hard to. There's one thing to say, learn to love or the, the, the concept of love and, and, and seeing things within that lens and then, and then actually realizing that and understanding what it is. It's, it's kind of like, you know, it, it's the same as, 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 you know, what people say, I love you to their wife or to their kids. It's like, what does that mean for you? Is that something that's just, you're saying it out of habit or is there an actual realization of that love? And I think that for so many people... That sometimes can get lost some places, and it's easier for that type of a personality to come at it from a "I'm going to be hard on myself" sort of a way. And I think that after a while, if you are your own tyrant, you get sick of yourself. Right. You don't want to listen to that person anymore. Right. That person you shut down. That, that person sucks. I mean, who wants to listen to somebody that's just constantly berating you all the right. time? Um, and uh, and it's just it's not the way to go. No. My wife is a dietitian, and she is always saying to her clients. A lot of her female clients, she's saying, talk to yourself as you would speak to your younger sister. You would not go up to, you don't, I mean, maybe with guys it's a little bit different, but <laughs> I, I, I don't know, a child or somebody who's like is smaller and weaker and you won't go up to your child and be like, oh, look at you, look at you, you Why, why are you fat? Just stop being fat. Just yeah. pick yourself up and you'd be like, you know, I really like you. I, I love you and I care about you. And I think this 
will be better for you. And you have to go for, through from that angle. And the more people, I don't, and I also hate, like there's a culture about like, oh, my coach is so mean. He's shouting at me. He's like, why? Why are you, why, why are you like enjoying that? Why would you be, why would you want to be in that setting? Why, I mean, wouldn't you want your coach to like care about you and want like the best for you and want, so you, I think the more people will do that to themselves, the more people will go and start working out. Hmm. Um, it's, I always have the hard time and we were talking, we were joking earlier that I, you know, I kind of like try to bug people to work out more. It's, it's not just CrossFit, by the way. It's just, I try to bug people to work out more. And, and I always come to people and I have friends who, who do work out or at least they think they work out, right? They try to work out. Okay. And I say, are you getting the results you want? No. Okay, so why don't you try, I'm your friend, you see me, you've seen me through the years, why don't you try something else? Why don't you at least try something else? Eh, I, you know, and then you hear like, I don't want to get hurt, it's hard, it's not for me, it's this, it's like, do you, do you find that some people, like why, why aren't some people willing to try new things, specifically like in the fitness world? You know? Convincing people to do CrossFit is literally like my job. Yeah. Like, that's what I do. I convince people maybe on the phone, through social media, through... I convince people to do CrossFit. And I think people have, like, a different, like, understanding of what it is and how it will feel and how... Uh, and I always pay, tell people, just just go through the door. Just come once. Don't Don't, don't like, break a sweat. Don't do anything. Just come and look at it, and you'll you will see that it's nice. It's like oh, I kind of kind of want to do that. People are happy. People are enjoying themselves. The music is loud. People are like, I don't know, celebrating their fitness, and it's nice. Just go and try. And if people are not willing, I mean, that's okay. That's okay. Dan, are you are? Uh, I noticed in your question, maybe, or maybe I'm reflecting, like there seems to be something there about, you know, maybe people aren't willing to listen to that message because they see it as like an evangelical type message. I don't know. Look, I, I, I people who don't work out, people who don't work out at all, I don't have anything to say to them because, because, you know, you, you have to make that, everyone well, knows. That's not true. I, I didn't work out and you had a lot to say to me. No, I never, I never, I don't think I ever once told you, you need to get up and work out. No, when, but once you, okay, but. You just said that people who don't work out, I don't have a lot to say. And I didn't work out, but I expressed to you a desire to do uh -huh, more. Yes. No. The, and I, then you. I'm not, I'm not like in my personal life, I'm not trying to go after people and say like, it, you know, you don't do anything. You need to start working out. I might say you need to start working out and then I'll just leave it at that. Like, but when people, I know people who go to the gym and they jog or they walk or they like, oh, I do a few push ups, and, and they're like, you know, but I'm not getting better i'm not seeing results some of this i'm like okay have you tried this and and you and it's not just cross i'll be like have you tried joining like a club like a running club or you know some kind of coached program like i i feel like people aren't willing to put themselves in a place where they might get better but like they're scared they're scared to like you know i have a classic friend who you know, always talks, obviously I won't mention who it is, but he always talks about how he used to be like in awesome shape and he used to squat this and he used to bench this. And now like at most he might do the elliptical and a few push-ups. And I'm like, 
you actually might like CrossFit because he talks about wanting to get in better shape all the time and he won't even like consider walking in the door and just seeing. And I've said, dude, just come try it once. I think you'll like it. Like you constantly talk about how you want to be in better shape. Like he, he won't even walk in the door. Like what is that? Why Why won't, you know. First of all, it if, if someone comes to me and says, I like burgers. And I'm like, dude, I tried the best burger place yeah, and in he, the world. And you'll be like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. It's like, but, why but, won't you at least but, order but, once? But did you, you like stop? It? At a certain point, like I would yeah, stop. Yeah, I did stop. I was just I like, hey, man, that's you do you. I mean, I just want to feel like I really push hard on CrossFit on the people that I really, really, really love. Yeah, and that's like for sure. I like a lot of people, but I love like I don't know, like four to five people in the world, and that are the people that I really like push hard on CrossFit. Like my mom is working out at her gym. My brother's working out. My dad is working out. My wife is working out. And that's like my best friend from age five is working out in the gym. And like that's like these are the people that I will like really consistently like call every day. Like you got to work out. 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 Do they get sick of it? I don't care. I mean. Well, your brother became literally an Olympic weightlifter. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, not, I don't care. It's not normal. <laughs> it's. I don't care if they get sick of it because, like, I'm telling my wife. I mean, like, your grandmother now. I want to. I, I want you to be able to run. Your wife's a grandmother. No, no. My mom is a grandmother. Okay. But, uh, I mean, I tell her you're a grandmother now. You want to be able to run, like, play to, to play with the grandkids. With, with the grandkids. Yeah. I want you to be in my life for a long longer time. time. You have to do this. I don't care if you don't like it. I don't. I mean, I really don't. You have to do it if you love me. You ha- I you try to tell that to my parents. I, I was just gonna say, I think that you have that struggle with your with your parents. It's not a struggle because they actually started doing that's and that's great. CrossFit. And your like, dad, they they don't technically do CrossFit, but they took lessons at a CrossFit gym and then they try to do those workouts on their own. So it's better than nothing. It's a lot better than nothing. It's a lot better. It's than a nothing. lot better than nothing. They're doing things that they never did before. My mom's on the rowing machine. That's amazing. Regularly, my dad is too. They're doing kettlebell work. Um, things that they never thought about before. You know, they used to go for walks and my dad would do a few push-ups, and that was their workout. And like, they were always try to be, but now they went to like a month or two of personal CrossFit lessons. And I think if there was like a kind of like an older group at the CrossFit near them, and maybe it's because of COVID mm-hmm. right now, I think they might even be convinced. They just don't want to be in a place where like everyone's like, you know, doing pull-ups and running Breathing circles around them. No, no, no. Like they don't want to feel like they're dragging the group down because they're like, they're, they're getting close to 70 and they don't want, you know, they're in great shape for people who are Mark, close to I 70. I have to say though, Mark, that I, I, you guys have a, like an older right. group. Legends. 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 It's, just, it's, like, it's impressive it's to watch them. Like they're doing stuff that I can't do consistently all yeah. the time. It's amazing. And they're, um, what's the oldest person there? I think 70, maybe three or five. He's in great shape. In he's career. in great. He's been coming regularly for right. years, and he's in great shape. And you you posted the other day something of like a seventy five year old woman doing a back squat, squatting more than I can. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, seventy five year old. Put her in a home. She squats three fifty. That's insane. That's insane. I don't squat three fifty. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's hard for people to start working out because like the benefits. It takes time. Yeah, and you have to. You have to look like a lot further down the road. Of course, you, you the road you 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 feel fine now, but what will happen when you're sixty or seventy five? Right. 
And people don't think about it and be like, when I'm 70, I don't care about that. But when you're like 60, you're like two thirds of the way. I you got like 30, 40 years to I, go. I see people who are like 60 and it's not that old. 60 is no. not old. It's not at all. And I, I see what 60 year olds can do when they're in shape. And, and I'm like, you know, I, I, where did I read this? Uh, and I think we even talked about this. At, at about 40, at least for men, you, you start losing your testosterone, okay? And if you're not working out, you're going to, at about 40, you're just going to naturally start losing your muscle density. Mm-hmm. And then you see, like, the average guy who can be decently strong and fit just from being natural, you know, just having natural testosterone and whatever he had from the army and whatever. And then it's at about 50 or 60, they start breaking down. Like they re it's noticeably, they start breaking down. The legs become skinny. Everything becomes weak. The gut starts getting bigger. It's, that's usually kind of the age where it happens for a lot of guys. And it's amazing that if you just keep working out, or even if you start working out at a later age, yeah, you're you going to prevent, obviously you're not going to live forever, but the aging process becomes a lot slower. And your last, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, whatever it is, are going to be a lot nicer. Of course. And it's like, how do you convince someone? It's like, hey, you're 30, you're 40 now. Don't you want to have a nice life when you're 80? You know, it's like, it's hard to convince someone of that. We should just know? kidnap people and bring them to yeah. you. Drop them off and be like, all right. Lock the door. To get out of here, this is what you got to do. You have to pick up this, like, wait. Can, can we talk for a second about the CrossFit games? Um, if you want to. I, it's funny because, I mean. It's happening now. Yeah. Um. Like I'm, I'm an affiliate owner. I tried to compete. There are competitors that, that are coming from our gym in the Israeli level, and I really don't care that much about the CrossFit Games. I usually like pick up like some reels after like some like highlights. I don't like follow it. Did I you used to? I used to, but it's just like first of all, it's not a spectator sport. You don't think so? I don't because they I've tried seen re- on, on YouTube. I saw like uh, stadiums, stadiums filled with people watching the are finals. they're filled with people who are not doing CrossFit? Probably not. Probably not. Probably I mean, not. Yeah, well, what, no, what came first though? Did CrossFit the the yeah CrossFit the workout the workout came before the games and the so games the, the first games were I think two thousand six or seven if I'm not mistaken. I don't. And it was like a backyard. That. I watched the. There's a documentary on it. Yeah, and it's fun. It's a fun documentary, um, but it was like. It was it was a throwdown. It wasn't like anything, you know, organized. So essentially, it was like if you think you're good at CrossFit, show up, and if you can make it through the first round, you'll be in this. Yeah. So essentially, CrossFit the organization pumped in lots of money to Tons. the existence of the games in and order to promote. Yeah, and Reebok. in order to promote there, the, they the were awareness losing, of the brand. Reebok they were, literally turned their brand around because of CrossFit. Yeah, they were losing money every year. CrossFit said that they are losing money, like financially, like selling tickets, everything. They're losing money because. It's more to keep the brand like big and alive than really get any money from the games, but but you don't care about the games. I don't. So much. I don't. It's, it's really not a lot. So no. I, right now, there's there's to fill in some of the viewers. There's this like global process. We talked about those millions of people who more or less do CrossFit. And there's this global process called the Open, where right. where what, what happens? Where you? It's an online competition. 
and maybe people who are listening in the States are more familiar with the term open, like the US open, the whatever open. Yeah. In Israel, they're like the open. Open is just like they think it's a name of a competition. It's like it's the CrossFit open. So it, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's funny, but it is. It is what it is. And um, it used to be like a, a, like a five week when you work out five weeks where you work out at your gym, you videotape like you take with, with a standardized workout, with a standardized yeah. workout. And you take a, like a video of yourself working out and you can send that to CrossFit and they examine the workout. And if it's good, they validate your score and the top, like whatever, I don't remember 20, 30, you go to like original and the, like every other competition, you go to yeah. original and then you go to like the, the games where it's like... It's like, like the Olympics of CrossFit. Where yeah. you ultimately will have your ass kicked by Matt Fraser. <laughs> Not, Not anymore. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that was that. And so you see, I see these things. I, used, I do enjoy watching this because it's cool. It's cool. Um, it I is cool. I disagree that it's not a spectator sport. I think they found a good way. Not every event, but I think they found a good way to make it a, to make working out a spectator sport. Is it on ESPN? It is. It is. Covered it live? is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. It's live on ESPN. And um, and you see, like, look, we've all played basketball before, right? Like, we've all played backyard basketball. I don't enjoy watching basketball either. So, oh, okay. so maybe it's weird. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I love watching. NBA. Do you have a sport you like watching? I like watching football. Okay. I like watching soccer. Um, and that's about... Do you like watching weightlifting? I, I really enjoy watching it's weightlifting. Um, I, I have to say, one of, I think one of the things that CrossFit did is it made Olympic weightlifting... Really accessible. Accessible to everybody. Because right. uh, if, if you're not familiar, Olympic weightlifting, clean and jerk and snatch are a key part of CrossFit. Why is that, by the way? Um, it's a way to... It, all, it, it always comes back, but it's... Um, a way to move really large loads to a really large distance relatively really, really fast. So it's a way for your machine to produce a lot of power at once. But like, the technical, it's a, they're very technical lifts. Right, I mean, you right. just got introduced to them. Right. right? It, they're very, very technical. In our gym, we do them, we teach them in one-on-one -on -one sessions before you go into a class setting. Um... They're really, really technical. I think the clean is less technical than the snatch, and you have to balance it out. You obviously don't do them like two, maybe once a week you do them, but we do see the benefits of learning to move your body in a more explosive way, in a faster way, because when you want to, I mean, outside of the gym, if you want to pick up something, if you want to pick up like a heavy bag and put it on your the roof of your car. You're not clean and jerking your of course you suitcase. are. You're not clean and jerking, but you are not like moving it like super slow and like controlled either. You have to like like pop it to your shoulder and you like pop it on a, on the roof. So you got to learn to move your way, your body in those ways, right? So we see the benefits over there. Are, the benefits are larger than like the hazards the risks yeah i noticed um sports um including sports that you would not associate with big weightlifting track especially sprinters and soccer which again you know football everyone associates football with big weights but i've noticed over the past 10 years maybe 20 years a lot of sports 
are now incorporating Olympic lifts on a basic level, but they're incorporating Olympic lifting into their training. Um, you know, track stars, Ronaldo, uh, not Ronaldo, Ronaldo, who's the soccer, the soccer star, Ronaldo. That's Ronaldo, you see, there's videos of him doing cleans. Um, you see football players for sure doing it. You see, I, you know, I don't know, I follow all these like fitness things on Instagram. You see these like college volleyball and track and basketball players are all doing cleans now like everyone's doing cleans it's when becoming I, it's becoming the norm it's becoming the when i when i was a high school athlete and i and i did you know i, I did track not very good at it uh wrestling slightly less not very good at it and rugby and we i didn't even know what a clean was back then like nobody was doing cleans my friend played college football in the early 2000s nobody was doing cleans today every football player knows exactly how to clean they know exactly, you know, why. So, so you're saying because it trains. Why? Yeah. Because the you have like different. I don't want to geek out too much, but you have geek, dif geek. different geek. different geek. ways that your body can produce energy. And the if we like simplify like three different engines, and the engine that is responsible for your one rep max and clean is the same that it is responsible for your 100 meter sprint yeah the and short burst the really really short bursts yeah under under like a minute okay and you have something in the middle and then you have the longer like aerobic capacity engine so you know that if you will train it in like different ways you will be better at it so of course mm. If you know you have to sprint 100 meters and you know what in your body is producing like the energy for that 100 meter sprint and you know that something else also uses that so you ha you can tackle it from like different mm. angles and just be a better sprinter, be a better... So this is basically what's happening in your body is your body is, you, you are making a conscious, conscientious decision to shock your body into a new type of movement that you're going to have to do and then your body is basically saying like, oh, hey... I have to adapt. This guy likes to sprint now. Right. We have to figure out how to make that happen for him. How, how to be better at that, yeah. Yeah. Your body is doing that constantly. Your body is doing that also like, hey, this guy loves to sit down. He loves sitting down and doing nothing. I don't need this muscle mass just to sit down and just lay around. Right. So it's not let's get rid of that. Because muscle your body, mass demands calories. Your body right. will like adapt to whatever it is you're doing as long, of course, if you're like, putting it through a lot of stress you gotta like rest it and feed your body but in generally speaking your body is adapting to whatever it is you're doing if you are just by the way it's mental also like of course me, it's, it's what's it of called course. like building neural pathways is it like is yeah. that how you it's, it's not it's, i mean it, mental what? people think about like it's like it's in your brain it's not like in your psyche yeah, it's no, like in your nervous system. It's in your nervous system. It's not like you're training your nervous system to right. do math, to do, to learn language, to write. Like these things, right? I mean, I'm a writer, and okay. and and you know, I I've noticed that when I take a break from writing op eds, for example, I'm not as good at it as when I practice it regularly, right? Or of course, yeah, yeah, it's anything. It's anything, but no, but it's. I think it's the same thing with, and that's the point. Like with CrossFit, I mean, let's make sure that everything you want to do with your body is constantly like trained. Mm. If you want to do long distance running, like medium to long distance running, we have to do like 30, 40 minutes of cardio workout. If you want to be able to lift weights, we got to lift weights. If you want to, so we know that if we do like as much as your body is capable for. So 
capable of that we will be just like that's that's the goal with CrossFit. We'll we'll get like a lot thicker. So, I, I guess I could call this portion of the show myths and facts. And Wait, before I get to that, I, I just wanted to say we talked about the Open and the games and yeah. the NBA. Okay, so you played football. You played like amateur. Played football. You did. You played in the, the Israeli season. amateur yeah. football league. Yeah. No, yeah, you, you played okay. the IBL. Yeah. What team were you on? IFL. IFL. IBL is the Israeli baseball league. Yeah. What team were you on? I was in uh, on the Silverbacks. I was a corner. Is representing? Huh? Masqueret Batia. Masqueret Batia. No, but but you played on a team. Okay? I played on a team. And I played backyard football and, and whatever. Like, you've played backyard football before, yes. right? Okay. What was cool to me, it, look, I can look at the stats of NFL players. And I love doing this, by the way, because it's unbelievable how crazy good these athletes are. Um, you can look at their stats. But when I'm watching an NFL game, okay, you can't imagine how much better they are than you. Of course. Be- okay. When you do cross, this is what I think is cool. When when I do a CrossFit open workout, okay, I see my score. Mm-hmm. And then I compare it to someone who's in the top 50 in the world. And I see their score. And and I don't think you can do that in any other sport unless you were to, a- to be able to go head to head against LeBron in basketball right. or against, you know, Saquon Barkley in football or whatever, you, you can't see how much better they are. Whereas in CrossFit, I do my workout ABC. Everybody's being, yeah, we're all being tested, tested on, the on the same, same plane. And then you can see how much better, you know, the Matt Frasers and Rich Fronings and Noah Olsons of the world are and, and the Tia Claire Toomey's than you are. The funny thing is, is that, before CrossFit was really, really like the CrossFit Games, before they like split up really like far as I don't know possible from like the general population, like the top athletes, everybody felt like, oh yeah, sure I can compete. Rich Froning once said that the difference between CrossFit and any other sport is that nobody dribbles the ball twice and is like, I can be in the NBA, I can I can start for the Lakers, and people like we're doing CrossFit are like power cleaning a couple of times and be like maybe i'll compete <laughs> maybe i'll compete next year i'm i'm i'm, I'm okay doing this so yeah. well yeah it, it makes total sense right because there's no it's orga- it's 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 evolving organically right. and it's at, the, it's at its infancy there's no organ there's no nba at that stage so you're coming into a or i should say there is an nba but, but there's no nba there's no like this you don't need a contract to be right. drafted and, or you just and, and, be good, and and mentally speaking, philosophically speaking, every everybody with is everybody's ego. If they're a gym guy, is going to be like, yeah, I do that, I can do that just fine. Look at that, yeah, yeah I can do that too. It's all right. It's it's like so come do it. It's mamash. <laughs> it's like it's like I don't know how to say this in 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 in, in English. It's like say dafka that sport. <laughs> it's dafka that sort of an activity where it's like nobody's really sitting there saying like you just did like. And I could, I could, I could open for the Lakers because I can. Like everybody knows that there's a massive disparity between they are and professional athletes, but you don't get to feel it. You don't feel it. And here it's like, yeah, I could do that. I watch it on TV. I can do that. I can do that yeah. too. I, I should. Right, I so, should so come try. I should compete, but, but you can't compete. I mean, you can compete. You can. It's open to everyone. It's open to everybody. But there's once no a year, you you tested it and you realize how far are you from those guys, how much right. of a like. Of a gap there is between your fitness and their fitness, um, it's insane. Is it in the Olympics? No, because no, it's no. not. It's it's many sports. I guess the only thing you well, can wait, compare. 
Olympic weightlifting in the Olympics and running in the Olympics and swimming in the Olympics and gymnastics. Climbing's in the Olympics this year. Everything's in the Olympics, but CrossFit's a it's a mix. It's a mix. Plus, CrossFit is not like um, the mentality of the company and. That's true. There's there, corporate there, interest there. There's not going to. There is no like. It's a private company. There's no board. There's no. They they will never go under like another organization that will dictate it like what they can and can't do. Because CrossFit, basically the games, it's a one man show. If like the director of the games, Dave Castro, he decides like, okay, you're gonna. You s- mean the Dave Castro? The Dave Castro. Yeah. What a douche. He's a douche. <laughs> Dave Castro. I mean, you're not that big to call yourself the Dave Castro. What we're Instagram. talking about is his Instagram handle. He refers yeah. to himself as the Dave Castro. The Dave Castro. So if he decides that, I don't know, the first event is like, how long can you stand on your head? That, that That's the first that's event. That's the first event. He <laughs> doesn't need like somebody to authorize it or to, so okay. they will never go into... Like it becomes very regulated. I gotta yeah. say though, I'm very disappointed with most of the sports in the Olympics that nobody knows about. Like there are tons. Like, I know there's cur- things in the curling. Olympics that uh, curling. Yeah, there's a things in the Olympics that you would be shocked to think that those are Olympic sports. They're like so specific. I don't know equestrian. Should that be an Olympic sport? Like jumping your horse over a bar in a fancy manner. Like should that be an Olympic sport? Or like twirling that like twirly thing, you know, or throwing twirly. A- oh, you're talking about um, gymnastics. That, yeah, rhythmic gymnastics. It looks cool. It should synchronize swimming. Ba- basically, I have a problem with any sport where they're judging on aesthetics and not on. And don't mm, get me wrong, but but hang be careful on, hang because on, I would I would assume that the woman who's doing the this the, ribbon look, thing. I, I watch synchronized swimming. Be very delicate. sometimes, and it looks insanely hard, like physically insanely hard. Like, unbelievable what those women yeah. are doing. But I have a problem with sports where you need a judge to be like, they did it looking nicer than the way they did it. I want measurables. Faster, stronger, longer, whatever. Like, just, just watch the games. I do. Just watch the games because not all sports are... There's always, like, a little bit of luck, a little bit of, like... Yeah, but, like, imagine if, like, you're watching CrossFit and they're doing the clean and jerk, and you're like, oh, he his clean and jerk looked nicer than that guy's. Like- I know that in <laughs> Thai boxing in Thailand, um, if if it's even, like, the, the, the one that had, like, more of a show... Who looked better? No, 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 like, he played around, and he, like, walked, the, like, I mean, jumped oh, yeah? around with his hands down, they, they will give it to him. I know that in Thailand, if, if it's tied... I think in boxing in they the- count punches, don't they? They can I think so. They count punches, yeah. But like, uh, I'm a big fan of strongman, right? The sport of strongman, and they're always talking about like bodybuilding. You know, it's like a judge thinks you look more muscular than that guy, or right. you look more toned, or you look more whatever. Because it's his like perception. It's a perception, and it's like strongman. Oh, who lifted the most weight, the most amount of time? It's empirical. It's empirical. That, yeah. That's what you I like. You can't argue with it. You yeah. can't like. There's no opinion here. Like he he did a better job that day. Well, equestrians that way. But the, the the matter is, we're judging the, the the jockey, not the horse. Also, the horse isn't winning a gold medal. Sure it is. Right, it gets more hay that day. <laughs> the, the horse is doing something that's empirical. That's that could be measured empirical, empirically. Empirically, but the the person is winning the medal is not. Yeah, but he's like taming the beast. Right, that's exactly. Like, that's true. Yeah. yeah. 
That's uh, his thing. Uh, I'll, I'll end the part about the games with this, and it's just it's cool to watch if you just want to see amazing feats of human performance, like amazing feats of human performance. It is something worth watching. You can watch like the highlight videos when this when the cross it happens in the summer, right? Right. And uh, actually, I, I keep trying to time my visits to the U.S. with the CrossFit Games because it's in Madison, Wisconsin. Actually, kind of between where Always? you and I now. Like this coming one is in Madison, Wisconsin? The past few years have been in Madison, right? Why? Um, I don't remember. They it's moved strange. it. It used to be in California, and now it's, strange. it's in Wisconsin. I'm so bad at this. I'm so being are. like the CrossFit guy. I'm like, oh, of course, I you know the time and date and place and the first know. event, the last event. Well, I don't I don't. I don't oh, go okay. from that like angle. But we we wanted to get into We're kind of blame some Dave Castro for that. The <laughs> Dave Castro. We wanted to get into uh, myths, myths and uh, uh, misconceptions and, and misperceptions. So let me start with the first myth because we we have been talking in very general terms about CrossFit, but we haven't broken it down into men in CrossFit and women in CrossFit. And I think that a, something that I hear a lot from people, um, and, and Dan, you've definitely heard this because we've talked about it, is. You know, a woman will say, "I shouldn't do that because it could affect." Uh, it, it might well, affect. Well, start with women. I'm going to get too big. I'm going to get too bulky. Yeah, I'm going to look bulky. like a man. I shouldn't lift weights because I'm going to look like a man. We do like a mini podcast of on, on for our like box and our page, and we talked about it. And there's an evolution. Like the first first level of a woman is where she's like. Maybe she's coming and she's like, I don't want any muscle mass. I want like nothing to do with that. And then you're like explaining, listen, your body composition, the way you want to look is leveling down like the amount of body fat you have and increasing your muscle mass. That's how people like, that's how you change the way your body looks. Let, let me so jump, first, sorry, let me cut you off just for one second before we get into this. We're three dudes sitting around talking about CrossFit. And I think because of Hebrew is your first language and not English. You've been using the masculine of guys and he and whatever, but I don't think you're referring to men. CrossFit is just as much for women as it I is for men. I think if you, at our gym, there are more, like, exceptionally strong women than men at our gym. In, in general, though, it's for women as much as it is for men. Of course, men, right? of okay. course. Just, I'm I just want to make sure people gym, understand that. Yeah. Something happened in fitness where you took their like 10 aspects of fitness, strength and stamina and like uh, your flexibility and your stability. They're also part of your fitness and not intentionally, but we kind of put an emphasis on things that guys are better at. Like like, or if you're strong and you can run fast, like, but yeah, but those are affected by your muscle mass and like, of course, guys will be stronger, better than that. But when you put things like gymnastics, you got to move your body on the bar. You got to kip. You got to be flexible. You got to do handstands. You got to do handstands. I just heard so many people being like, guys are not better at being strong listening to this podcast. Guys no. are... This is such a... I, no, because you feel I mean, like... I, I, I think feel, that's the definition. Guys are not better at being strong, but most of the guys are stronger than most. The, yeah. women. the average man will be stronger naturally than the average woman. Yes. That's just and, biological. And it's biological, and I think that that needs to be said because I think that there are many people. It's not, it's a, not a judgment thing. Yeah, it's not a judgment. There thing. are they're, women they're, who are stronger than some men. Biology is is a thing. It exists. Um, <laughs> we'll say it like that. A strong, really, really, really strong woman can be stronger than a lot of men, but a really, really strong guy will be stronger than any woman. That's like the balance yep. of it. The, that's what we see. And I don't 
I don't. It's your podcast. I'm like stirring the pot, but I don't care who gets no, offended. No, no, no stirring of any pot. No, because that Dafka, we're saying what you're saying. But we're, we're not. We are, we're not we trying to saying. insult anyone. It's just that's biological fact. But you're saying there are other aspects to fitness that are just as important. Yeah. So what are they? Um, you said flexibility. Flexibility is stamina. really important. Your stamina. Your um, balance. Your balance. Yeah. Right. When we do double unders. I right? can't do double unders. You can't do single unders. I do single unders. I'm getting better. Yeah. I'm improving. Double unders. <laughs> when we're doing overhead squats, okay? Yeah. The, I just want to point out my wife is also a CrossFitter, and she yeah. she shames me literally every workout. Our wives Our are wives strong, are really, are really strong. strong, and we are stronger. I'm not stronger because I work out, like, more. I'm not strong because I'm working harder. I'm stronger just, like, that's the cards I was dealt. Like, that's, I'm just a guy. I mean, if my Although wife... I have to say, for a really skinny guy, you are freakishly strong. I don't know if freakishly... Compared to your body size? Come on. I mean, maybe. Maybe. I'm kind of embarrassed. What are you trying to say here? Is he a freak? He's a freak. In a good way. In a good way. In the <laughs> nicest... <laughs> no, our, our wives are both CrossFitters also. And they're super strong. And they're very strong. Very, no, but, very strong. They bring it back to, to my original thing. But there are other things. You had a conversation once with a woman yeah. who said to you, I don't want to do that because... It'll it will affect my reproductive system. It, like I heard that lifting weights for women badly affects the reproductive system. I don't want to dismiss people where I don't want to, you don't want to tell people, even if what they're saying is not correct or you feel like it's dumb, you don't want to go and say, listen, it's just, that's just like nonsense, but there's no I, I evidence. Her, I told her it's outdated. There's no evidence. There's no empirical evidence to back that. Yeah. I mean, there were plenty of women that had babies that started working out and they got pregnant and worked out through their pregnancy in our gym. Our and, right? And had beautiful, like, healthy babies. And they're just no... And then they you, get back to working out. Right. You, you, don't, you, don't have to, you don't have, like, even a way to to like to support that i don't even have like anything it's just it's, it's just, just so outdated yeah yeah there's no I, but i also the most thing i hear from women is i don't want to get bulky like a man uh okay so there we have like the levels of like this is what you start yeah, talking so about first, right? first of all women don't want any muscle mass then they want some muscle mass they're like oh this is cool this is nice and then they get like addicted to being strong and it's just like i don't care at all i want to be as strong as i can i'm really really because nobody when you nobody speaks with women or with little girls about being strong yeah maybe now we are but but yeah, wonder woman and, but and you when, know it's kind of changing that perception a little bit yeah but she's like one in a million when you when you have a like a boy a boy knows he has to be strong. Yeah, eat this. You'll he eat, has to eat, you'll get big and strong. Right? Eat this. You'll be big and strong. I, you, you, I tell that to my girl, though. Because your girl is strong. Damn straight. It's really, really, really She's strong. Really strong. And because it's because he has, she has a strong dad and strong she has mom. a strong mom. She has a strong mom. Right? She sees, this all, she sees this all the time. But when women suddenly, like, they realize that, oh, wait, I can be strong. I don't have to be, like, toned. I don't have to, like, I can be strong. And... I'm I, yeah, I, I'm hate, I hate hearing from, from like people, from men and women, 
And I think you've even said this, like, oh, she looks manly. Like, I hate that. What does that mean, she looks manly? Like, when a woman is strong, she just looks but like a strong woman. she has facial hair. Yeah, unless, <laughs> you know what? If a woman wants to have facial hair, nah, nah, more power to her. But I, no, like, I, the, it's, it's such a, like, a societal thing. And I wish, you know, this is one of those times where we had a woman on the show talking about this. I don't want to mansplain, you know, about. No, that. we're mansplaining right now. But. Uh, um, You're a mansplainer. No, that, that's, again, this is partly why I connect to this is like, we shouldn't say she's so muscular she looks like a man. No, she looks like a muscular woman. Like you can be a muscular woman. You don't have to look like a man. I would never say he's so skinny that he looks like a woman. Exactly. Right. There's right? no inverse. There's no Exactly. Although we do it all the time in other contexts. I mean, how many times have you heard Yeah, stop being a girl. Stop being a girl or you throw like a girl or you're playing like a girl or right. you know. Yeah. We hear that all the time and so we need to get that out of our lexicons. I just think I don't actively work to. I have a girl now, so you just had a you just had a baby girl. Yeah, I have a girl, so thank you. But I don't actively think about like, oh, don't do this, don't do. Just expose her to the possibility of being strong. Just show her. So maybe she doesn't. Maybe she won't like it. Maybe she won't. Yeah. But you like show her. But like, listen, you know, you can be like super strong. You can like lift weights and do push-ups and run around. It's, it's not. Cool. It's it's yeah. cool if you want that. Like that's should for let, you. let me ask this: Should women? You, you you see all these like studios for women and gyms for women and toning for women. Should women, um, for, and sp speak just purely from a fitness and kind of from a um, sports perspective, should women train different than men? No, no, not at all. Maybe the prescribed weights that we prescribe in our workouts are lighter because we know there's a difference. But when we talk about, I don't know, your lungs or your heart or your, I don't know, Aside the reproduction system, we're built the same from the inside. I mean, of course, different, but basically the same. We have the same needs. We need right. to like. You're not, I'm not showing up to the box to the gym and seeing written on the wall "men's workout, women's workout." It's the workout. It's the workout, and if there's a weight, it's scaled. It's like men take this, women take this, but a, a lot of women are stronger than like. There are a lot of really really strong women that are stronger than a lot of the guys and i mean i i kind of i just never never like even thought about it never like came to i don't know were afraid to say there's something i was just like really honest and i think people can feel that when you're scared about saying like oh a woman a woman is like weaker but if you're coming from a genuine place, you're helping people to get stronger and just, you just know, you just know there's the differences and you know that like you have to like be a little bit like different for the workouts should be a little bit different when people feel that is from a genuine place and you're not like just think bad things about women, then people like take it really good. Yeah. It, it's cool to see also that, I mean, the classes are about 50, 50. Uh, depends which class, but okay. Um, about what are the membership statistics? Uh, like 60, 40, 70, 60, 40. 30, some, somewhere around that. On the like the guys, yeah, more, yeah, more guys than girls. And, uh, what about age? We talked about you know, we have a kind of a slightly older people class at, at of impressive at our we have a slightly older, older gym in general. Yeah, we've been around. Uh, no, not like the gym itself. Oh, like the, the average, average age? age is slightly older, and I love it. I really, really love it. 
um, first of all, because um, they're better clients. You guys are better. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, you definitely experienced that in the, in the last year. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I was pleasantly surprised that people felt, based on the fact that, like we talked about before, that the sense of community sustained your business throughout COVID. Of course. No doubt. No uh, doubt. And, and it A was... A lot of gyms clo- were closed. They're not... They're gone. Because they're not based on community. And you had, you had a, I mean, there was one day I, I remember, uh, I was in, I was in the gym, you were with me and, uh, it was one of the times where you were, uh, I won't say the word raided, but you were caught, uh, yeah. by, by the police for, um, uh, operating our gym, operating the gym during one of the lockdowns. lockdown periods, not in a deliberate way where you were violating the rules, but because the rules were maybe not so clear. clear. As to what was allowed and what wasn't allowed, I want to say this carefully and delicately for our for our listeners. Um, there was a period of time in Israel where the gyms were not necessary; studios were not studios were allowed and gyms were not. And it could be interpreted that CrossFit, done in the environment that we were doing, with the amount of people in the in the gym at one time, was a studio. Yeah, um, we got an okay from one like organization, and then we got denied from another and then we talked again and we got like an okay to open the gym and we had a recording when we talked on the phone and they told us yeah okay sure you can open your gym and um we but showed them to the the message didn't filter down to yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the cops and on the so beat that day we have to yeah we had to but close. i think my point was we was fined. not that is that you were fined and then somebody made like a gofundme for you and yeah. i think within a couple of hours definitely that day like it was like oh yeah we got this this isn't gonna be an issue yeah um and and i think that if that had happened to like globo gym globo gym people have been like oh globo gym's got this you know they're a big company they're they're gonna be fine and because everything is different the the business model of a really really big gym is you can't have your clients coming every day a big gym a globo gym has like (laughs) Three to five thousand members. That's a lot. Think about you're going to the gym with a bench. It has three to five thousand members. Yeah, you want people to come as, as they as, cannot as ca- little they, as possible. They physically, you cannot. want people to have memberships and not show up, and that in order that, to be profitable. If everyone would have come, you won't be able to like to to, to to you won't have room. Our gyms are a lot smaller in like membership like total memberships, but people come like three to five times a week. I see all of my members every three days. Wow. That's a lot. I see, you have I, people that come every single day more than once? You shouldn't. No, no, I stop them. But a lot of the members I see more than I see my mom. From time to time, there are people that I see more than I see my best friends. I see, the, I mean, we practically live together. I see them every like two to three days. We speak on the phone. We do. I did uh, Shabbat at uh, Michael Kanovsky's house. He invited <laughs> me, 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 and my wife. So we we are a community. I mean, it's kind of people use that term too much, but we are a community. And when times are hard, it shows. Right. Yeah. So uh, we talked about age. So it's it's an older box. One of the things is like old people shouldn't lift weights, or young people shouldn't lift weights, right? We talk about some of, some of those concepts because there's a kids class, there's, there's a, a teenage class. class. There's te- we train from 
six to seventy. That's the age range. So should old people lift weights? They should be a lot more careful. Careful when they're lifting weights. It depends on what did you do in your life before that. It depends on do you have any complications. Like I don't want like a, some seventy year old man to hear it and be like, okay, tomorrow I'm doing a, like one rep max deadlift at my gym. <laughs> you have to be a lot more careful if you didn't do anything. But of course, you it will benefit you. You will find like benefits to lifting weights even if you're starting when you're 60 or 70. You got to look at it like saving money. Should 70-year-old people be like financially responsible? I mean, they don't have like a lot of time left in their lives, right? Especially if they have a lot of money. Like you need to be saving your Maybe money. they don't have a lot of money. Should they be saving? Should they put like just a little bit aside? And you'll say, of course, you, you I mean, it will benefit you, of yeah, course. It's always a good of idea. Of course, it's a good idea. It would be better if you started when you were 20. But sure, do it now. You don't have to be reckless because you're like older. And it's the same with working out. I mean, you won't get the benefits that you would, you could have had if you started when you were 20 it's or 15. better than nothing. But it's better than nothing. I mean, it can help you stop deteriorating through yeah. age. So what about kids? I, you, you, I, I see this all the time. You know what? My uh, close friend of mine who, who is a well-known in a different kind of fitness capacity uh, teacher, um, and, and he was like, kids shouldn't lift weights. It'll, you know, it could hurt them. They could get hurt. It'll stunt their growth. Kids is a really large, like it's a, it's a big demographic. It's a big demographic. Mm-hmm. It's like from, I don't know, a one day old and you can call a fifth, a 70 year old, like dude, a kid. Right. So we start at our gym from age six. I think that we do it because, and they don't lift weights. I mean, they don't lift weights the way we think about lifting weights. They're lifting like med balls and they lift like themselves. They do some pull-ups and they, they don't do like snatches. And just from like, they're not responsible enough. You know, you can't like put 12 kids in rows with barbells and, and only from that standpoint. But again, there's no evidence supporting that, that right. it will stun your growth. There's you see, system. you see the Chinese weightlifting programs, and they start, you know, or I'm assuming even like the Soviet systems back in the day. My brother started lifting weights when he was 12, and I'm proper lifting weights like squats and deadlifts and snatches, and he's 21 and he's huge. Yeah, you realize an impressive human being. Yeah, well, he's, he's on the Israeli Olympic lifting team. Right. He's literally a national level weightlifter, and I and I watched him from. Did they? Pl- by the way, did they? Did they make it to the Olympics this summer? Um, one athlete ha- was supposed to be on weightlifting, I think, on 2020. I don't know how he's... Who, Litvinov? Yeah, I think Litvinov is going to be... He's going to Tokyo? Yeah. We have, we have, I think, one or two Israeli-level lifters who are on an international level. And if, if you have you ever watched an Olympic lifting competition, mm-hmm. so the, they have, like, what, like 20 people, more or less, per weight class? Something like that. Right, but it's per weight class. And you're competing within your weight class... I mean, it shows you how crazy hard it is because the guy who's lights out farther ahead than anyone else in Israel is like number 18 in the world in his weight class. Like he's not even close to right. like... He's not even close in body weight to like the top guy. Yeah. Well, he's competing against like people from Iceland and... and the top guy in the world is... Uh, did I show you a video of him? Lasha? Yeah. This guy is... 
<laughs> the most impressive. He's six five, about three fifty. Okay, <laughs> massive guy. He's got a gut. He's got a big belly. He's got a big belly. Yeah. And he moves with more grace, speed, and flexibility than anything you've ever seen in your life. And he picked up two hundred twenty-three. He broke. He broke an unofficial world record. Recently. His own. His own unofficial his own world record. record. Two hundred twenty-three kilos. What is that in pounds? Six hundred pounds. I think it's yeah, six hundred pounds. It's close. In one motion over his head. And you need a lot of flexibility to do that also. So it's like coordination, speed, flexibility, balance, and just amazing levels of strength. It's unbelievable. Where is he from? Georgia. The country, not the, the country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not from Atlanta. <laughs> but like, you see like the little ones too. Like, you know, I like to follow these. Just It's beautiful to watch. I mean, um, so, yeah, no, there's no evidence that kids shouldn't be lifting if they're doing it right. with proper coaching and proper technique. I will say there's one thing that I ran across and kind of like if I could go back to teenage Dan and talk to him, um, I was in the gym lifting from the age of 14. And one thing, and I've heard this on a few different kind of weightlifting podcasts, is at that age, your muscles grow really fast. So your strength grows really fast, but it takes your tendons and ligaments a lot longer to catch up. And what you'll see with a lot of like teenage weightlifters who push it a little too far, and I had this, I had kind of tendon problems in my shoulders, was that you, you move too fast for your body to catch up to it. And you can develop tendon problems. And so like my, I remember I was doing bench press, for example. Again, that's what people did in the 90s. I didn't know how to squat back then. Um, but I, at one point I had shoulder problems because my technique wasn't perfect and my strength was growing and growing, but I wasn't properly training and preparing my tendons and we, ligaments we always have to put an emphasis on like the volume like how much are you lifting weights because of course i don't think anybody should lift weights in the amount that like an olympic weightlifter lifts weights it doesn't matter if you're 6 or 12 or 15 or 75 so of course you see that in crossfit they i mean people don't really want to talk about it but the younger guys who are starting to compete when they're like 15, 16 are, are getting injured, are getting hurt. I mean, it's uh, at that age, it might be too much to go really, yeah. really hard. So, and, uh, and this is what they call old man strength. Have you heard of that? No. So there's this concept in the sports world. I hear a lot like in strong. Again, I said I like to watch strong men. You hear about this thing called old man strength. So. Yes, you can have bigger muscles and maybe be technically stronger, like in, in, in a gym setting at, at, a, at a younger age. But it takes a lot longer for your, your skeleton and for your tendons and ligaments to mature. Yeah. Like I said, that, that takes longer than it takes for your muscles to develop. Um, and so you see all these guys who are like, you know, 20, 18, whatever, phenoms. And then they get hurt really fast. And then you see like all these old guys who don't look as big and strong, but man, can they, can they move and their endurance isn't as good and it takes them longer to recover and all that stuff. But it's like, it's just a legit concept. You hear a lot of them talk about called old man strength. Nice. I feel like I'm kind of that guy at the, <laughs> at the CrossFit. <laughs> you see all of Not it. yet. Not yet. You got to earn it. I'm working that. on it. I'm working on being the old Too man young. strength guy. Getting old. What are, what are some of the other misconceptions or myths that, I mean, kind of questions that you always ask me, Benny. We now have the expert with us. Look, 
I think there's a lot of fit. Uh, we, we talk a lot about fitness now. I think that nutrition yeah. becomes a big thing. I think that people have a lot of misconceptions about their nutrition. One of the things that people get often is if I'm trying to lose weight, I should probably cut out meat. I need to eat a lot of salads. I need to eat a lot of, you know, fruits and vegetables only, uh, you know, and, and I know that Dan and I grew up in a place where there was like this food pyramid and it was, you should eat a lot of grains and you should eat a lot of, uh, cereal for breakfast, right? Uh Cereals and things like that. And and there wasn't a lot of emphasis on meat. Meat was at the top or towards the top of the pyramid where you should have a, you know, your protein intake should be, you know, and by the way, we can do a follow episode where, where we have your lovely wife on the show and we can do a whole uh, Rose Valley, you know, nutrition. Uh, proper nutrition episode it's, also. It's very important in that, they, in that it obviously it's important that it goes together, but I think that people don't necessarily understand how their 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 con- preconceived notions about what is proper nutrition are perhaps I'll not I'll tell you my take accurate. on nutrition. First of all, I don't know a lot about nutrition. I know, I think, more than most people know about nutrition, but I don't know to the extent of feeling like I am an expert or I can talk a lot about nutrition. I know like the basic guidelines are that if somebody tells you, oh, listen, you just do fill in the blank, it's probably wrong. <laughs> I mean, if that's is oh, like if that's the answer, it's like, oh, you want to like feel better, look better, j- just cut out meat. 99% of the time, that's wrong. That's, that's dumb. But if somebody tells you, you know, if you put an emphasis just on this small thing, it might help you. That's like a more like logical way of thinking about it. So every time somebody comes up to me and it was like, and I see that at the gym and maybe they, it worked for them and it's nice. It was like, oh, I just cut out like bread and that's it. I was like, that doesn't mean anything. Maybe bread was your problem. Maybe you would eat like well, a loaf a of bread thing. a day. That, and that's a huge thing it's here too. Thing. I mean, we... We we often even in tourism we kind of talk about it like it's a, like it's a badge of pride and I don't understand how it's a badge of pride but it's like Israel has so many gluten free vegan options now I'm not taking this to an anti vegan place but I am saying that there seems to be this no it's not about vegan the, the gluten free thing is weird to me I was just thinking about the uh, the, the Anthony Bourdain quote about veganism that's all. oh the <laughs> veganism is uh, you know the uh, the Hezbollah like splinter group of vegetarians <laughs> yeah. um, no but. The gluten-free thing always weirded me out in a way. And it didn't weirded me out. It bothered me because it was like, who, why are you... Okay, you're not you're not celiac? Okay, no. So you don't have an allergic reaction to gluten. Why are you cutting out gluten? It seems that... The, Do you remember the explanation, though? And well, this was it, a crazy... My explanation is that the gluten-free... And by the way, I went along with this for like a little bit. I was like, oh, gluten. Yeah. My explanation like is that it. the gluten-free diet people have really good marketing. Really good marketing and PR. I think just it's uh, just like something... If it sounds like it makes sense and it is explained so uh, that people yeah, just, just cut up bread you'll be fine some diets people are following they do something else like something else happens that some people say oh don't eat after six i do intermittent fasting i eat from this well, time it's like everybody's to trying time. to game the and system then and then you just like you shrink the amount of time you're yeah. able to eat and you eat less and that's what happens right to, to, uh, to, to, to avoid the intermittent, the intermittent fasting thing, which a lot of people do, and it used to be huge, was like you're literally just eating less. You're, you're right. just eating less because you're just saying I'm not right, going to eat gonna between eat. these hours. To avoid right. sounding presumptuous or contrite, I'll, I'll say that I I find that it seems that people are looking for a quick fix to a weight problem, and they're looking at diet as something temporary that I can do to get to a specific. We were talking about numbers before, right. so to get to a specific number goal that I would feel good about. 
And then once I get there, I'm, I'm good. You know, if I, let it open. I'll do what I want. And, 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 and they don't look at it as this is a lifestyle. So I should probably start eating meals that satisfy me and that make me feel good. That I'm eating tasty food right. that makes me feel like, you know, satisfied. Uh, if, if I just had one thing to give about nutrition, every change that you're making before you do it, stop and ask yourself, can I do this for the rest of my life? Not for this week, not for 30 days. Can I cut out, I don't know, bread for the rest of my life? I will never eat a burger. I will never eat a sandwich. I will never eat, I don't, nothing. I will never eat. If you can do that, I mean, that's the question you should ask yourself. When somebody tells you, increase your water intake or make sure you eat enough protein. And you ask yourself, can I try for the rest of my life to just eat enough protein every day? And you're like, yeah, sure. Nothing bad will happen if I won't, but it's a goal I can, it's something I can follow. It's a rule I can follow. Increase my water intake. It's Yeah, it's a rule I can follow. But if somebody tells you like, I don't know, never eat meat again or not meat because, you know, but never, I don't know, never eat after five. Like you never go like on a date. You'll never go, I don't know, out. Yeah. You'll never... Yeah. So any change you make, that's just a, that's make a good sure. rule. That's a good rule to think about, and I, I think it's an important point. Is like, you know, don't do something for a week or a month because it's not going right. to work. Because then what, right? Yeah, think about. I think that's a good rule to adopt. Is can can you do this forever? Should you do it forever? Right, and that, and that's kind of a thing. But it's true. There are no shortcuts, and and I think we're especially in this day and age. You know, this is an age where where there's always a shortcut for everything if you're willing to pay enough or whatever. And there's no shortcut in this, except for people who do literally shorten their intestines. In Hebrew, they call it kitzul keva, the, um, what's that in, in English? What's it called? Um, ah, shit. Um, it's like a tummy tuck or something like, not a tummy tuck. No, that's a plastic surgery. <laughs> that sounds cute. No, no, no. That's uh, plastic surgery. It's where, where you like, you're, in t- you literally. You shorten the length of the, of the, the small, of the, the large, yeah. intestine. large intestine and then you have less capacity Digi- to yeah. eat more. Or there's people that just do liposuction and it's like. That's different. What What are some of the, let's, let's kind of, maybe kind of wrap up with this. What are some of, let's say the three biggest kind of myths about exercise and healthy lifestyle that you encounter from your clients or, or, or just people that you have to constantly explain these. So obviously all the nutrition things they hear a lot about, um, the things they hear a lot. It's hard because we have like the same client base. We have like a solid base of loyal clients that we educate through the years. So I hear less and less and less and less, and there are more podcasts and there's more information. So people, say a lot less dumb things <laughs> but um i don't know i don't have one like uh well i can i can help you uh don't eat a lot of red meat it's bad for you don't eat a lot of anything it's bad for you just i get that a lot now i, I because i i up my protein and people are saying why are you eating so much i mean, know, I mean so I much mean, steak why are you eating so much you know this. You should. You should. You shouldn't be eating all that meat. You know, it's. Uh, you should. You know, you could have soy protein. You could have. You could. You could. I could. I prefer eating. It just tastes better to me. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's <laughs> the <laughs> only thing I can think about red meat is it. It has more uh, fat. Fat. More fat. Than, you just gotta like, watch your fat than, intake. Than or by a lean cut. 
Still. By, by a leaner cut, but it's still a chicken. little bit fatter, but it's chicken. But uh, I, eat a ton of I chicken. wish the fish wasn't so expensive in Israel because I would be eating a lot more fish. Yeah. I like fish. I think. I think that's things oh, that I, I, I here's what here's what I get. Answer okay. this one, man. You got to be careful with your back lifting all those weights. Aren't you worried about your back? You got to be careful with your back not lifting all those weights because, mm-hmm. again, as we said, our body is adapting to whatever it is we're doing. If we progressively loading and we do it carefully and with a proper technique, people always come to me. I have a thing that I hear a lot is like, I have a disc bulge. Because I lifted that chair and I just didn't use proper technique. I'm like, no, it's not. That's not the reason. It was. It's because you're weak. I don't always say that like bluntly, but people think that as long as you maintain proper technique, nothing uh, like will happen with your back. And it's true in a in a way. But you're gonna have a really hard time getting hurt if you do it properly. Right, but what I say is that you don't have to think about proper technique when you're lifting like things in your house. No, and I, the, I never do. And the way to do that is you want those things to be a smaller percentage from your maximum capacity of lifting. If you can lift a lot of weight, you don't have to think. I mean, if you lift up, I don't know, a book from the ground, you don't like brace your back and hold and hold your... Because you think, oh, it does it, it weighs nothing. But it's not because it weighs nothing. It weighs nothing relatively to what you can lift. And you want more things in your life to be that. Right. You want more things. You want your kid to be like... And, and that's what I hear a lot, that people say like, oh, I just... I I lifted a microwave and I got a disc bulge or I played basketball and somebody bumped me and now like... It's like, no, you were just not strong yeah. enough to do that. And if you will get strong... It's not too late. You can so that's something I hear yeah. a lot. That the way to take care of your back is just to do nothing with yeah. it, yeah, yeah. and that's so, the worst thing you can do. And, and like, I think it comes from a place where, like, I mean, among people who are closer to me, or if I, 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 I often it might not seem this way to people who follow me on social media, um, but I rarely videotape myself lifting. Just because it's a pain in the ass, and and I don't care that much. Unless I'm around, and then you're just like, Benny, well, no. take this camera and... Yeah, I don't want to bug people, and, and unless I'm going to, like, try to break a record of myself, or, you know, I just want to... Sometimes I'll do it just to review my own technique, and then I'll delete it immediately, um, but... He doesn't delete them. He has a whole... <laughs> A whole ter- closet is a terabyte drive. I, am, work I, I, will, I will say this as bluntly as I can. I am not impressive enough to videotape my own lifts regularly. Um, but, but sometimes I do, and I'll show, you know, my coworkers. I'm like, hey, check it out. I deadlifted, you know, this, or I squatted that, or I Olympic lifted this. And they're just like, Pfft. and they're like, aren't you literally, aren't you worried about your back? And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not showing you the hour long warm up I had where I started with an empty bar and I kind of, you know, warmed up my back and I worked on the progression. But who's telling you that though, too, though? Like it's not the people, people who don't understand. Lift. It's people, people who don't lift. Or I'm not showing you the four years that I have prior to this where I started at this weight and now I'm doing this weight. Like I'm not showing you. I'm just showing you right. like the result, you know. But it's because you understand the benefits of it. Yeah. You understand that you have to do it. If you would go to an imaginary, go back in time and show somebody a video of you driving your car to work and you would be like, are you insane? Are you getting into that metal box? Driving, driving at, that at that speed. And you just have lines on the ground. And that's why you don't crash into each other. You just follow the line. Are you insane? And you're yeah. just like, no, 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 no. We like, you have to take classes. 
the cars are regulated. They you got developed a the whole belt. infrastructure for There's this. There's an infrastructure, the yeah. roads, the, the pavement, the the lights. The, it's every. It's it's a whole system, and we have to do that because, I mean, it connects the a lot of things. And you you would explain that, and in, in this in a way that's like lifting. Yeah, it's like, a good no, analogy. I didn't, I didn't just like looked at it and picked it up. I like I'm training for like 10, 15 years to be able to do it. I'm warming up. I have a coach, and I have to do it. Because the benefits of it is me being able to live longer and healthier and pick up my kids. So they don't see the whole picture. Right, and right, if right. you really see a really tiny picture of something you don't understand, it looks insane. Yeah, that's true. That's that's a good way to look at it also. Uh, what, are, what are some of the other like kind of myths? Well, that I, I would say that a myth that I've encountered here, and remember, I'm dealing in my day-to-day with a lot of people that are living in the States. So my sister, who's, who's probably listening to this, you know, it, it was, oh, you're going to get into CrossFit? Okay, so you're going to be one of those guys. You're going to just be, you know, it's all not the a time. myth. It, it is not a myth. The, the cultish are, aspect of CrossFit. Are, it is. It, it's true. But I it mean, doesn't. It doesn't feel in Israel. Maybe this has to do with the the average American as a personality type versus the average Israeli as a personality type. And I'm, I apologize if if I'm offending any Americans or Israelis. I, I don't find that people here are, are as obsessively cultish about anything as they are in the states when they get into things. Maybe, maybe. But do you think it's just you also, Mark? Because you're not. A cultish person. I'm not. But think about like somebody who never worked out in his life. And he's been working out for a year. And he starts to look better. And he's stronger. And he feels more confident. And it, that's a whole another person. It's somebody new. He was like reborn. Yeah. How are you not like excited? How are you do not? Why won't you want those things for people you care about? So of course that cultish aspect comes when you come and you're like, you would not believe what happened uh, to me in the past two years. You and, gotta and, try yeah. it, and that's where I, I think that's that, where I'm when so I, excited when I to say, talk to people. Uh, true, about true, it. true. I think also in Israel, perhaps maybe again, this has to do with language stuff as well. I think that in, in or maybe it's just my experiences with with your gym and another person's gym, and maybe this is just the culture of the gym. It it seems that uh, whereas terminology is concerned, you know, you can be an uh, an evangelical adherent to this you know lifestyle that is helping you and helping you be better and be more physically fit and be a healthier person without you know changing your terminology and all of a sudden a gym is a box and it's a globo <laughs> gym instead of just <laughs> yeah. this place or, or whatever it is like and 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 i see you and you're not you know i don't i don't get this like he's like a preacher like an evangelical sort of a, a zealous vibe coming off of you you you're definitely keyed into to what it is that you're you know, quote unquote selling, but it's, it's not, uh, I don't get the, you know, I, oh, these people have drunk some sort of Kool-Aid vibe. Like, Maybe in a way I'm like, like cheating the system because what I learned through the years is that the more you do it, the more you like repel people and the more you're like, dude, just try it. It's nice. The more people are open to, you know, maybe, maybe I will, maybe it is just nice. Something about Israelis, I think that because we have a lot of things like to be worried about, we have like the, it's that's like your spiel, right? But we have like the, I don't know, the the Palestinian conflict, and we're always stressed. We're we're really cynical. Yeah, Israelis yeah, are really yeah, yeah. really cynical, and when you come to somebody and it's like, oh, I found this amazing community, you'd be like, ah, oh, shut up. You're working out. You're working out in a <laughs> warehouse. Just shut up. <laughs> Shut up, go, you, you do, so, so you don't get to, like, your, like, preaching will not meet, like, 
kind ears. Yeah, right? yeah, it's true. People will be like, yeah, okay, okay. Although okay. if we kind of tie this back to Israel, I mean, and maybe we can kind of wrap up with this note. You know, we talked before we started taping today about how how most people in Israel, their fitness is influenced by what they saw in the army. And, and, and it's changing a little bit because, you know, in the past... 20 years, especially the past 10 years, Israelis have become a lot more cosmopolitan. You know, we used to be a lot more provincial. We're still pretty provincial here, but but no, people travel regularly. Right. People, And I think the kind of people that do CrossFit tend to be the kind of people who also travel the world. Of course. Right? It's not, uh, again, no offense to, to, you know, working class people, but it's kind of more of a middle class thing because it's expensive. And of course. It's, and it takes, you know, you have to think ahead. Um, and... and that exposure to, to different kinds of fitness, I mean, weightlifting was never really a big thing here. Being big, look at the average Israeli guy, forget women, the average Israeli guy, what's the- Yeah, big people can't find clothes, clothes here. Where? Dude, I went shopping. Okay, we went to a lot this past week. Sorry. I know. Sorry to hear that. I hate a lot. Deeply sorry. I hate a lot. <laughs> but we, 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 uh, Why would you do that to yourself? No, we wanted to take the kids boating on the sea and jump in and snorkel a little bit. Dude, the sea is like 20 minutes away from here. Boating in a lot. I understand. Uh, we were in the uh, saying, whatever. We were in the desert. Wanted to jump off the bridge. We jumped off the boat into the water near the. But dolphins. off the bridge, did you jump off the bridge? No, there's a bridge you got to jump off. We took a speedboat. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I, I hate it a lot. The point is, we forgot. There's no our, water at the bottom of the bridge. You just kill we, yourself. We, <laughs> we we forgot our clothes, our change of clothes in the. And you wanted to buy in the bed and breakfast, which was in the upper Arava, which was an hour and a half away. And we had to buy clothes because we like went swimming. And so we okay. went to the Tayeret and Elat and you went to Castro and you found that there was a problem. I went to a regular clothing store chain in Israel and, okay, I'm a big dude, but I'm not like a massive person, right? We don't have massive people. We don't have, okay. I had to buy triple XL shirts. Yeah. Triple why XL. Do you think, why do you think that I, I, well, there's two reasons, but the main reason why I wait to buy clothing in America. until I go to the States every year is a price, but B, because in America, I'm not a double XL. Yeah. I'm just a in America, regular large. I'm, in America, Is it the I'm fit XL. or just the tag? You want like... No, I want something that fits normally. Okay. It's 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 difficult. For example, I'm not a... Uh, my biceps don't have the diameter as Dan does, but it's like I have a hard time buying a button-down shirt here because... You're not, the, you're not a small the, guy. I'm not a small guy, and the diameter of the sleeve... Is always super tight. If I buy clothing here at Castro or yeah, Fox, me or, too. Or yeah. I had to buy triple X in America. I'm single XL. I, I, I'm XL. Yeah, we're smaller dudes. And, and so, but the whole concept of like lifting and being big, the whole meathead culture right. we, doesn't we, really we exist. We here. run a lot. We run a lot in Israel. A lot. And and it's changing a little bit. I think because of CrossFit, uh, maybe you know the the whole being introduced to oh, you lifting weights, lifting big weights, you know. And it's again, it's not like in America. I st- I grew up with the meathead bodybuilder culture. I grew up with football players. I grew up in the Midwest, also. So did you? Um, I, grew, I grew up in a place where I wasn't even close to the biggest guy anywhere I went, and here I'm easily the biggest guy anywhere I go. You know, that was shocking for me, by the way. Also, after Medaliyah, people were like, "Oh man, I will like never really go big. to the states right. after your stories." I'm like a child, right? Yeah, I'm child size. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, he's not. Chi- he's not buying children size clothing. No, no, you buy, you'd probably buy an adult medium. Yeah. What do you buy here? Like an adult medium. Oh, okay. Maybe so maybe small. Maybe after, you get a small After one. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they call it the COVID-19 for a reason. Yeah. But I, but no, I was, I was, my dad made, made Aliyah. My dad moved here from the U.S. where he was a football player. 
um, and kind of a bigger, you know, he's six one, about 200 pounds. He's not like a massive guy, but you know, mean potatoes, Midwest guy. And he came to Israel in the seventies and he used to jog and people thought he was crazy. Cause like nobody was working out at the time, you know, there's like seventies and they see Bob Pfefferman like yeah, running yeah. down the, the street in Rishon. Yeah, yeah. And people thought he was like a basketball player cause he was six one. Right. <laughs> And, and, and like, oh, you must be a professional athlete. You're jogging and you're six foot one. <laughs> and now, like, being six foot one here is not a big deal. Everyone's jogging. Everyone's walking. And probably jogging. the reason that you, you probably owe your existence to people feeling that way. Probably what brought your mom to him. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> He's an athlete. You got to see Bob. Maybe, maybe. Uh, if you can leave us, um, as we kind of wrap up this holiday weekend, uh, this week, holiday week, if you can leave our listeners with maybe a, an overall tip or a perspective about, you know, wh- what can they do to, to be fitter, get better, you know, how, how should they approach it? What could they do if you could leave them with one kind of thought? I would go back to whatever, to what we said in the beginning is go, go do fitness because you want to be kind to yourself. Don't do fitness because you had like a Pesach dinner and now you hate yourself and you try to think about it as like something nice you're doing for yourself. Um, understand that you have to do it either. Like there, there will be consequences to you not working out. I mean, it's not to scare you, but just know that facts don't feel, care about your feelings. Yeah. And, um, Start somewhere, I think. Just just start somewhere. If you don't know anything and you never worked out in your life and you're overweight and depressed in your house, go for a walk. Really, just go for a walk. Pick up some weights. I don't know. There's a there are a lot of like it's really accessible. Find the local gym. It don't have to be CrossFit. I'm not like that's what I really truly believe in. And if somebody would look for my advice, but if there aren't any CrossFit like gyms, boxes in your area, go, go, whatever, do something, start moving. Um, that's it. That's what I got. Nice. My biggest advice is, um, yeah, do something. Cause you know, we can sit around all day and say how CrossFit right now it might change. And I think you've said this to me before, you know, you might discover something better than CrossFit in a few years and, and you'll happily sure. move to it. Um, and I always appreciated that honesty. Um, but w- who who have I heard say this before? Somebody, you know, kind of fitness guru has, has said this, where it's like the, the workout that you connect to and you do and that you like is better than the optimal workout that you don't like and don't do, right? So whatever you're doing is good. My biggest advice to people, at least start with a coach because you, especially if you don't, you know, yeah. start with a coach. Like it yeah. costs a little more at the beginning, but just... I think that's where most people quit is that they start, they don't know what they're doing, they're confused, and then they say, screw this, I'm out of here. Start with a coach. Maybe continue on your own if you don't like groups and if you don't like coaches or if you don't have the money, but start Get some guidance. Get some guidance. And I'll say from my perspective as a beginner, get your foot out of the door of your house and just go for a walk. Do something. Yeah. Get out of your routine of sitting around and start moving yourself. Build a routine. you'll be surprised and amazed how easy it was and how different you now feel yeah if people want to follow you you put out a podcast it's in hebrew sorry to our non-hebrew speaking yeah. thing you put out a podcast you put out posts um what's your your yours and rose valley's social media and all that 
So we're Rose Valley CrossFit. Whenever you look up for it um, on YouTube, we're sold Rose Valley CrossFit. You can listen to our podcast if you want to listen in Hebrew. Um, my own, um, I have a podcast with my wife that you can look up whatever on Spotify or YouTube. It's called Mazon Le Machshava. It's food for thought. And we'll put it. We'll put all this up on our show and, notes, of course. Um, yeah. And, um, and and if you're not in the Nestiona Rechovot Rishon area and you can't get to Rose Valley, I don't know. Can't you can, you can text me. You can DM me <laughs> at Mark Samarski at uh, on Instagram, and I'll I'll direct you. But you can go on uh, CrossFit.com and there's uh, find a, the nearest there's place. To find you. the nearest place to you, and they will show you, and you'll have their website and their address and their phone number. Yeah, so it's super friendly to use website. Yeah. I've, I've, I've played around with it a little bit. Yep. It's just, interesting. Just put your address there, and they will take you to nearest place to you. Awesome. And uh, so we, we we thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me. We've uh, we've wanted to get you on and kind of have this uh, not typical Juanced episode, but uh, no less important. Right. And um, hopefully we can we can do more of these type of uh, things from time to time and talking about different aspects of fitness and nutrition. Um, and um, we wish everybody a the rest of the Pesach holiday have a wonderful vacation. Um, to all of our Muslim listeners around the world and around the Middle East, we wish a Ramadan Mubarak. It's coming Fun. up next week. A uh, big holiday. And to our Christian listeners, uh, Happy Easter, which is coming up also. And to our Moroccan listeners, Chag Mimuna Sameach. Yeah, and you better bring me a mufleta. Uh, I have to squeeze that into my diet. Um, so uh, we hope you enjoyed this. Um, as always, it's been a wonderful episode of Juanced, and uh, we will see you all next week. All right. Good times. Juanced is a joint creation of Benny Shoulder and Dan Pfefferman. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcasts. For more information and show notes about this and previous episodes, visit us at juanced.com and feel free to hit us with your comments and suggestions. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you back for the next episode of Juanced. <laughs>